All right, y'all, it's time for another round of the Robert Scott Bell Show before the bonus round. We can't get to the bonus round first. Oh, I guess you can. Life is short. They say eat dessert first. We'll bonus round first. I don't know what that would even mean. Uh, but anyway, we've got two great guests, new guests scheduled for the Robert Scott Bell Show because Kevin just keeps rocking the, the health world with uh, Spirit PR. Uh, Victor Avila is the first up, and he's got a book called Agent Under Fire. Uh, used to work with ICE, and uh, that's the Immigration Custom Immigration. Also, we have Eli Love talking about hell, Heal for Free. And also, uh, we're going to do some follow-up on Brian Hooker's great appearance yesterday. Some A good article that he's got at Children's Health Defense. And then we've got some more information on censorship under Western-style democracies. How great is democracy that they can censor you? Got some comments of the day, questions of the day, and y'all join us at the chat room at robertscatbell.com slash listen or the other chat rooms that we can see what you're going, what's going on. You can comment, question, we can respond to you as well. I don't know if Super Don's going to do a phone call today as well. He, he's kind of thought that we might. I don't know what that means. You guys got to tune in because I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Let's have a good time here bringing that broadcast healing to you wherever you are. The Robert Scott Bell Show starts right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, I got stories to tell you. Yeah, before we go into some of the stories that Super Don wants me to cover, and, and it's not like he's twisting my arm. He he nails it when he uh, throws out some news items. In, in fact, the opening is about is an article about uh, uh, the CDC not doing its job, which big surprise as far as protecting the public from uh, dangerous, uh, let's say, toxic poisons or you know any number of you want to call biological agents, whatever, uh, they, they fail miserably. Maybe they, they intend to fail miserably, and that's part of their agenda, the secret hidden agenda that's not so secret or hidden when you look at their behavior. But Super Don... I like how you did that. I like... You, I, I, you, you I, I, was, I was very impressed there. Protecting you from, from what? Yes. From, from toxic poisons, mm. from, um, yeah. from possibly... Uh, fatal uh, uh, events caused by um, mm. um, substances that people should not be uh, injecting uh, or ingesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. I you notice like that. We're, we're we're kind of beating around the bush a little bit here today. You know why? Why? Because uh, you know we we've been a little more active on social media, oh, and I think we've why. we've yeah. we've gotten kind of lazy. <laughs> We've gotten very comfortable, comfortable sitting over here, like you know, in our We're little so bubble. We're so used to being banned that it doesn't matter. Anymore. Rumble doesn't, you know, they they allow free speech on there mm -hmm. and stuff. So uh, we got some pointers last night mm -hmm. uh, that perhaps maybe we're we're just a little too comfortable. Yeah. Uh, because it might be affecting, uh, you know, our the reach our, uh, our through reach Instagram versus. So, well, uh, look, I think I'm we need a word though. We need something that we can say mm -hmm. uh, instead of that. I got the word. What is it? Botox. Botox. I was thinking, yes. doing, so, I, you know, I came up with one. I, I, what do you think about this? Every time we want to mm. talk about that forbidden word, we'll just say. <laughs> I like that. That'll work, too. Right? It starts with a V, but it sounds like that. <clears throat> well, Val my, Valentine's. My Boom. story is about Botox, Super Don. Interesting. Okay. Though. All right. Let me get out of here and let Whoa. you talk here. Okay. No. If you want yeah, to get out yeah. of here, that's fine. No, uh, you have the stage. It's you your show. That, you want to react? Come on in. Okay. Okay. So at the gym this morning, like doing my kickboxing thing, 
And by the way, kicking butt with my muscles, super creatine from Nutritional Frontiers. Good Lord. I mean, every day my muscles are getting bigger. It's like, what is this? It's crazy. Yeah, I'm working them out, but it was it's like different. But this is a great formula, Nutritional Frontier Super Creatine, and they have it at 15% off, I think, this month, August. So you can use the RSB 15, get an additional 15 off. Now, that's not why I brought it up. I just happened to have this with me, of course. I was there talking to, look, there are a lot of very good-looking 30-something housewives uh, that go to this um, this gym, the, the kickboxing gym. After they, kid, they drop their kids off from school, they're there doing their thing, trying to stay healthy and fit and 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 whatever. But I, you know, I come to find out. I've mentioned this before that a few of them, and they're not, they're nice people. Don't get me wrong. I, I like them a lot. They're just we have a fun time. It's a great group. You, you kind of develop a camaraderie with the people that you go and work out with all the time, and so you develop friendships. And you're just like palling around. You can kid each other. You can rib each other even. And I, and I'm you know I push the envelope a little bit because I'm the organic crunchy granola guy. in a sense going, you know, come on, you guys do better. You can eat better, you know, stop with the sodas, that kind of thing. Uh, But the Botox thing, and and I've told you about this, that I said, you know, homework assignment for two of the gals. I said, you go home this weekend, you guys hang out, watch a movie, you know, do a a girl's night out in in somebody's place with a great theater and watch Death Becomes Her. Remember that Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis was in that. Just watch it. It's funny. It's like they still haven't watched it. So this morning, another of the ladies that, that comes in, um, come to find out she's the one injecting them with Botox. I'm not kidding. It's, it's her job. Apparently, she's, she does the injections. And so she's probably given everybody at the gym a good deal to it. And then one of the other guys I call Mikey, nice guy. Uh, he's like, oh, they're saying you should get it too. And it's like, Mikey, don't do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do uh, it was one of those things where like they're giving me crap because now they found found a you know my weak point like no stop injecting botulinum toxins it, and so this is where I want super Don in on this because I was thinking <laughs> you want my opinion on on, on Botox oh no no here's what I here's what I'm thinking if we can, because I know you can do the artificial intelligence picture stuff, the AI stuff. Oh. I don't know if we need to do that, but it's sort of like if you could take a thematic meme, you know, M-E-M-E, a meme that yeah. would show like an image of Goldie Hawn and, 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 and Meryl Streep from Death Becomes Her, if there's not a copyright issue there. And, and you know, do something like a before and after. And, and the after would be 10 years after, you know, starting Botox, right? To show the image of, of how they were looking when they couldn't hold themselves together in that movie. Mm. Uh, I was thinking, I want to throw that meme out on Instagram specifically for the gals. Not that it'll make a difference, but just since we're, we're ratcheting up the battles in the kickboxing gym and they're all in on Botox, I'm like, okay, so yeah. so what help me understand what would the before look like? What would the after look like? Well, if if you remember the the movie Death Becomes it's been a, Dude, that's right? an old okay. movie. It's right. been a long time. So I kind of remember it. You've got the young and be, younger and beautiful Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. They right. look great. Right. And then you as the movie progresses, you know, with the magic potion and they they tack each other how they look at the end. It's like I remember like body parts falling off right, and stuff exactly. and like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I thought that would be a fun meme just to throw back out there at okay. them. I know they're joking around, but I'm like, dude, come on, really? This is not healthy. You don't want wrinkles. And I'm saying here, copper. Come on. I kept mentioning copper. Like, why do you keep mentioning copper? Because copper is what stops you from wrinkling. Get enough copper in your diet. Use the sovereign copper locally, the silver topically, whatever. Anyway, they're, they, it's falling on deaf ears, Super Don, so I've got to pull out the meme guns, you know. Wow. Not, 
proverbial. Not the, I didn't the, realize yeah. we had meme guns. Well, I'm just throwing this it a out new, there for you. Is this an upgrade? Have it's we upgraded upgrade. our... our uh, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> with the meme guns or something. Okay. Uh, not real guns, but meme guns. Just like, hey, let's throw it back out at yeah, it. There's nothing wrong with real guns. Anyway, I, I just, like you said, and hey, here's the thing. The word, the V word, the other V word, vanity. Uh-huh. Dude, I get it. I mean, we all want to look young and healthy. I mean, I want to look good, right? But I'm not willing to inject myself with botulinum toxins. Have you ever read the, not only the ingredient list, but the, the potential quote-unquote side effects, the unmarketable, non-marketable effects of Botox? What it could do? Like, it's worth the risk, I guess, for some people. You know, but, they use Botox for migraines. Yeah. yeah. Well, they shut down the nerves. Yeah. This is not a good plan. This is not, I believe, what, uh, when we look at, uh, for those of you that read the Bible and talk about the plants of creation, that they were thinking, you know what? Take toxic poisons from nature and inject it into you. That would, that, that matter. That, that just doesn't follow mm. for me. But, but then again, you know, the, the draw to stay young and wrinkle free is so strong. And then I was talking to the trainer, uh, Tim, the trainer. He's like, the problem is in the valley you're in, he's like, there's too much disposable income. <laughs> These ladies have so much money. Got from money quarter, to burn. And they're huh? like, they got, they don't care. It's like, yeah. I give them props for coming to the gym and kickboxing. And sometimes even maybe listening to one or two things that they'll try some supplements I recommend. But then it comes to that. I'm like, ah, anyway, it's not a big deal, but I just thought I'd mention it. Maybe it's a little funny. I'm trying to keep it in the humorous category because they give me crap too about my health orientation, so to speak. Talk about, you know, orientation, right? Yeah. Well, you, you, you identify as a, I, uh, I don't know, as a health nut, a health nut. Right. And, and I, and I always remember, uh, the comedian, uh, that has passed away now who talked about, uh, when his penchant for drinking and smoking was a legendary, right. That when he got clean and sober and stopped smoking and drinking and they called him a health nut, he wondered, why did they never call me an alcohol nut and a cigarette nut before that? that <laughs> Only when I went Gregory. Healthy. Yeah, Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory, right? yeah. yeah. And we had him on the show a couple of times couple over times. the years, and he was uh, at the Health Freedom Expo. I mean, a, a living legend, yeah. honestly, Dick Gregory. And what a guy that he ended up with, Bahamian diet, Bahamian diet, whatever. All, But again, he understood all of this. And he, he, you know, from being overweight and addicted, he cleaned up his life and tried to help and did help many, many millions of people. Uh, so... I bring that up. You can call me a health nut. I'll wear that like a, you know, a, a badge of honor rather than uh, uh, take it as a term of denigration. Anyway, freedom though, freedom, health, freedom as well. We're going to, we're going to, in a moment, we're going to uh, go to our first hour guest, Victor Avila, uh, agent under fire is his book. He worked with ICE, ICE, Customs Immigration Enforcement, all of that. And I want to get there, but first and foremost, just as a follow-up to Brian uh, Dr. Professor Brian Hooker from yesterday's show. There's an article on Children's Health Defense, uh, The Defender, and it says 10 years after HHS asked the CDC to study the safety of childhood. What's that word again, Super Don? <laughs> that schedule, the CDC hasn't <laughs> produced it. In chapter two of, can I say the title of the book even? I don't know. It's got that V word in it. Okay. V versus unV. Let the science speak. Go. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and I, that's speaking as Brian Hooker, present the, the very few studies examining the long-term and cumulative effects of childhood, uh, of children, on children, I'm sorry, of administering all of the, do that word, listed, listed on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Infant Childhood. Schedule. 
Dude, yeah, I don't know. It. We got to come up with a better word. <laughs> I, I think people are getting the drift of why we can't say the V word because then we get banned. We've already been banned on YouTube and Spotify and LinkedIn. It's like we got a little lazy and thought, hey, we'll never get banned again. But apparently, you know, social media is like slowing your reach or re reducing it because you actually cover topics with integrity, intelligence and critical thinking skills. Mm. So briefly in 2013, the National V Program Office of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services commissioned an update of earlier findings on the lack of evidence to support claims that the CDC infant and childhood V schedule was safe. The Institute of Medicine charged with producing the update found that few studies have comprehensively or at all assessed the association between the entire schedule uh, or variations in the overall schedule and categories of health outcomes. So, you know, as we talked about it extensively with Brian Hooker yesterday, the new book coming out and uh, you can order it already. It's coming out the 28th in a hardback. Uh, to give you information if you've not already figured it out. And as we pointed out, uh, under the COVID crazy few years we've just uh, survived, the uh, the fanatical uh, uh, attempts at suppressing anybody's questioning of an emergency use authorization mRNA injection is is just outrageous. But it has caused, rather than more people to accept blindly what they had done so for most of their life, including physicians like I had on uh, yesterday, uh, it's caused people and doctors and PhDs to question not only the mRNA injection, but all previous versions of the V uh, that happened for decades before. And that is because their overreach, their unwillingness to engage in critical thinking skill like discussions over cause and effect potential relationships, as, as opposed to dismissing parents over the years who witnessed their healthy children go to a well baby visit and come out sick or dead. And these are the things that have, have eroded the so-called comfort and confidence in medical professionals, whether they be represented within the government or from the industry itself and or those that operate within the pharmaceutically conflicted mainstream or legacy media. And so they are doing it to themselves in terms of uh, a lack of faith. We use that word, interestingly enough, on uh, supposedly a scientific realm, but science doesn't require faith, does it? It shouldn't. It should require rigorous standards of uh, study design and duplicatability. And, uh, w you know, with withstanding the scrutiny of those others in the scientific or other fields, observing things and saying that doesn't make sense, it's not duplicatable, or it is, we don't understand it, or something else comes along and says, you thought you had it, consensus believed it, now you got to rewrite the books. How many times has that happened? And, of course, the skeptics say, well, that shows you that science is self-correcting. No, it's not self-correcting. You correct your errors by, let's say, revealing those errors, uh, by challenging scientific claims, even that which has gone through rigorous peer review. And if it's not able to withstand the scrutiny, you might think mm, maybe it's not accurate. But we've found in the era of COVID crazy, the Fauci's of the world, the Hotezas of the world, the Offits of the world will say that, uh, you know, if you question, name it, question the masks. You question the V. <laughs> you question uh, ventilators, the other V, the ventilators. You question uh, Rundethesnir, rum, remember that? R, the R word, Rundethesnir. You, you are now questioning science. How dare you? Which the basis for good science, of course, is always questioning.
outcomes, results. Even if you think you got it right, go, hey, can you guys look at this? Because I want to make sure I got it right. That's like the good side of a peer review process where you go, let's engage in this. You guys rip this apart. This is what Professor Dr. Brian Hooker has done with all of his articles that he's had in the peer reviewed publication. He says, rip this apart before I even submit it. Tell me what I've got wrong, what I'm off base on, all of that, because you want to have such a strong presentation that when they do rip it apart, they have nothing to rip or very little. And yet, Many of these um, retrospective studies uh, coming out of multiple pediatricians offices, finding the health outcomes of those who are fully veed or partially veed versus those who have none, like my kids, uh, the radical outcome differences in terms of their health, you know, coming forward from their chronic disease, degradation disease, inflammatory disease, uh, chronic and, and, and recurring infections, quite different, quite honestly, so, so different. You like go, I don't know what's in those V things, but I don't like the outcome. I might look at uh, that history uh, again and say what they told me might have been a sack of lies. And I might want to raise my children different than I was raised, which is what my wife and I did. No V's. <laughs> they haven't even had A's. Oh, yeah, they got A's in school, but no, no, antibiotics. We haven't even had to resort to antibiotics for these kids because I have tools that uh, preclude the need for them, except in the most extenuous of circumstances. And even then. If you know what to do, if you know how to utilize the things I talk about here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, things like bioactive silver hydrosol, can you preclude the need for uh, a lot of A antibiotics, uh, even in cases where you thought you needed them? Now, I'm not telling you what to do or not do in terms of treatment of, of whatever infection you have, but just letting you know I'm not the only one. Many of you have figured this out as well, either through the use of herbs, botanicals, other colloids homeopathics like phosphorus, hypersulfur, calcarium. Uh, we'll talk about another homeopathic remedy to address the nicotine receptors later in the show. We have a follow-up question on that, also related to magnesium and things. And there's a question about bone recovery for a young athlete. Uh, I'll go through a detailed how to do it. I've even got the products I'll show you that I utilize. Again, I'm not selling any products here. That's the good news for you. Um, and for me, because I have the freedom to speak about them. The moment you sell a product and you speak about its health benefits, suddenly you get the scrutiny of the FDA and the FTC, even if it's backed by science. That's the irony of, of, of you know, a, a country that, def that defends freedom of speech. It says we are the bastion of freedom and freedom of speech. And yet you find out your government agencies are working hard to suppress that freedom of speech. And in other Western style democracies like Australia, they're trying to codify a Soviet-style censorship regime. We've already seen that happen in America, not on things of not controversy. They'll let you say whichever, or whatever you want about flat earth, whether you believe in that or not. But when it comes to uh, treating or curing cancer without chemo, radiation, or surgery, you'll find out how not free you are to speak truthfully, honestly, with integrity, directly, even if it's supported by scientific research. Which so earth, the, the earth being flat does not. Just a little asterisk there. What about it? Well, I don't want people to think you think the earth is flat. Oh, I don't care what they think. But, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, we, we have good fun and jokes because we do have folks in our audience that are what we call flat earthers. And I don't use that as a term to denigrate people either. Um, but, you know, if you're a round earther or a flat earther, I think we can get along. I do. I think, I think it's shaped like a donut person. I, I like the donut. I'm yeah, kind of donut imagery. Now, the question is, with all of the suppression on freedom of speech in America, why is it that people still want to sneak into America? What is so great about this country? I don't think it's the Biden regime. 
other than the fact that they have let the borders open for all kinds of crazy stuff to come in, whether they be terrorists or fentanyl or uh, mules carrying, uh, and I don't mean I'm human mules, if you will, but carrying or coyotes, what do they call them? Carrying children in, trafficking them, things like that. You know, where is the uh, semblance of what, you know, why would you want to come here if you're not, you know, supported in, in your attempt to live in freedom? Now, I think the ideals of America still exist, you know, that shining light on a hill kind of thing. And I think that does draw a lot of people in. But at the same time, so many have uh, degraded that freedom into uh, various forms of slavery. And, and when you talk about the S word slavery, the limitations of, 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 of some in America think that slavery began you know, in what was it, sixteen, seventeen? What is that project number or whatever? Uh, the fact of the matter is, and, and Candace Owens did a great piece on this: how slavery has existed on this planet since there have been people on it. And this is not an endorsement of slavery, but it's an acknowledgement that it it goes well beyond white versus black. It's not about color; it's about economics. It's about who can oppress, who are the oppressors, and that changes throughout history. And it's a horrible thing, no, no matter what you, you do or what, any way you look at it. But I also recognize that even the 14th Amendment, which I believe abolished slavery or what they said, involuntary servitude. I, po- I pointed this out. The language is very specific. It doesn't ban or outlaw voluntary servitude. And this gets into some very serious and uncomfortable economic discussions about the dawn of the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 and the 16th Amendment, which didn't actually change anything if you read the language appropriately and and the income tax, how that's the graduated income tax of what? The Marxist regime, you know, the, the basic planks of the Communist Manifesto, one of them is a graduated income tax. And how did we adopt that here in the United States of America? And why isn't everybody outraged that that uh, taxation on property, private property is a fundamental, you know, violation of freedom. But then again, you're volunteering into it. We get into that controversy. And of course, wait, well, well, try not volunteering into it and see what happens. Okay. So I just throw the, all of those things out as points of consideration and discussion points that we have from time to time here that are, again, sometimes uncomfortable. Sometimes they're absurd, but oftentimes they lead to a deeper understanding of our history that we were not, and I was not made privy to as I was growing up, going through government indoctrination centers, AKA public schools, when they weren't as bad as they are today. And how did I learn about health and healing? It wasn't from going to medical school. In fact, quite the opposite. Everything I learned about health and healing, it was having to unlearn or undo or deprogram from the cult of medicine that I grew up in for the first 18, 19 years of my life before I gave up on it other than for emergency trauma interventions. And then I learned of homeopathic medicine and learned that, my gosh, homeopathy was a mainstay of medicine in America up until the early 20th century when the Flexner Report deemed it to wipe it out completely from medical school curricula. And by the time, you know, I was born in the 1960s, who had ever heard of a homeopath? Very rare. I had not heard the word until I was 24. And that freedom to quote unquote practice, if you will, outside of the allopathic licensing. And now, of course, chiropractic licensing. Why chiropractors want to be licensed? You want to engage in, in another slave system of, of relationship? Here, have a permission slip. Are you an adult? Yeah, I'm an adult, but I want a permission slip to do something that creates a monopoly of delivery of services. We can do well without licensure. Look at driver's licenses. How many wrecks occur and how many of them? 99.97% of all people that get in wrecks have a license. <laughs> Maybe a few don't. How, how good is a license? A permission slip to do that, which would otherwise be considered illegal. All right, I'm going far afield of a lot of uh, subjects here, and that's just the nature of what happens when uh, I follow the calf paths of my own mind. 
But I want to uh, move on into uh, our first guest. And he's got a uh, website, Victor Avila for Congress. And we have it linked up in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. He's in Texas, 23rd District, which I think is right next to, I remember when Ron Paul was at, I think, the 22nd uh, District of uh, Texas. So maybe we've got a, a real constitutional-focused guy here, battle-tested Texan political outsider. He worked with uh, U.S. Customs, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, ICE and Homeland Security and other things. Maybe he's got something to say about the border. He's also got a book called Agent Under Fire. It's available now. Let's learn about this guy, why he's running, and you guys and gals in Texas may want to support him. Avila for U.S. Congress. Welcome, Victor Avila, to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be with you. Good to have you on board here, uh, Victor, and uh, it's nice to meet you and your book. You have to give us a sense of what is what it really entails. What does it mean to be under fire? I guess my assessment without reading it yet, because I just learned about it, is that if you're an ICE agent or you work for Homeland Security and you actually support defending the borders of the U.S., you might come under fire. And that's actually the 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 theme uh, of what the the title of this book uh, ended up becoming as I go around the country speaking to a lot of groups. But the specifics of, of this book, you're going to get uh, an understanding of my career, who I am, but also the, the tragedy that I went through while serving uh, in Mexico. My partner and I were ambushed on February 15th of 2011 by a big cartel, Los Zetas cartel, and they assassinated my partner next to me and they shot me three times. Wow. And I'm here by the grace of God to be able to even tell the story. Um, and so that's why we were under fire. But you're absolutely right. I talk about how that 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 title of the book, had, we're under fire in every aspect of our lives, medically, uh, at, in the school systems, with the employers, with the government, and uh, it's taking on a, a whole new meaning. And you talk about being under fire at the border. I just got back from uh, El Paso, uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, this past week, and every time I'm there, I, I, I have this hope that it's getting better, and it's just not. It's getting worse, and that's why I'm running for this important position down there. It's this district is from San Antonio all the way to El Paso. It's ground zero with what we're seeing. And what's happening now is the cover-up and the non-reporting of what's happening at the border. But just in El Paso alone, they're getting 6,000 people, illegal aliens, a day. Just in El Paso alone. And they're coming to a town near you. And now, you know, I've been saying for this for years and the ripple effect that that has. And guess what? It, now I'm getting the calls from New York and all these other places saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we didn't sign up for this, even though, even though we're a sanctuary city and, and we embrace uh, mm. the open border system. Well, there you go. What are you going to do with these human beings that need employment, shelter, education, health care, that you and I are, are footing the bill for all this and paying for it? And it's, it's got to stop. And, and, and I'm one of those people that could end up uh, fixing this. And it's actually pretty easy to do it. There's easy steps that we could do because a lot of it is policy driven. Uh, so some of that is just undo it quickly. Mm-hmm. Others, other parts get a little bit more complicated and dealing with Mexico and Central America and these other governments and the cartels. I have made very major plans to take care of that as someone that's been there and done that. And, and it's personal to me as well. Yeah, you, you need to connect with my good friend, uh, he's running for the United States Senate in Virginia, Jonathan Emord, to defeat Tim Kaine. And he talks about the border, how uh, you can uh, provide uh, support for the states. In fact, the states have a constitutional role in protecting their borders, even though it's considered an international border. Uh, so there are de- definitely things Texas could do uh, if uh, empowered so or if they uh, uh, had more cooperation from the district of criminals, so to speak. 
Uh, so it's a fascinating journey. You've actually seen it on the ground, the worst of it. Uh, and I, you know, I think about um, weirdly enough, why is it the Democrat left for the most part? And I, and I know, and I acknowledge Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running for president is quite different from any modern Democrat. He went down to the border and said, this is not tenable. This can't continue. Um, but the concept of like a, a Nancy Pelosi or others with these sanctuary city proponents, why don't they open their homes up and invite all of these people in? They have walls, you know, they have yeah. armed security. And you think about the, the distinct cognitive dissonance or purposeful, uh, uh, you know, programming of their followers that are, are not thinking critically on these issues, that once it affects them, you pointed that out, people in New York, suddenly they're getting these folks shipped in. You're a sanctuary city, go there. And now you see what it's like to open your home to people that have no interest in actually contributing to, to help you, but to take yeah. from you. Now, yeah. does that mean I'm a xenophobe or anybody who no. says that's a xenophobe that hates people from Im immigrating? No, but maybe you can relate to that. Well, uh, and I'll tell you, I mean, I talk about this all the time. And uh, as a Hispanic American, my parents came to this country legally. And, and, but this is what they did. They assimilated to the United States of America because they wanted to be Americans. They became Americans. They mm -hmm. adopted, they, were, they followed the law, they followed our culture, they adopted it here. It doesn't mean that we ignore our culture and we hate our culture. That has nothing to do with it. It has to do with being an American and uh, God, family, hard work, education. That, I'm a product of the true American dream. But let me tell you what's happening now. That is not happening. People coming into the country now are, adopt, are bringing their country here. We know they come from a lot of broken countries, and they want it here, and they don't want to adjust to us. They don't want to assimilate to our rules. They don't want to follow our laws, our constitution. And guess what? Something's got to give. A lot of it has to do with the criminal justice system. They don't interact with the police the same way in Mexico and Central America the way we do here. The same thing happens with the healthcare systems and the school systems, the language barriers. Oh, my God, the diseases that they're bringing, uh, tuberculosis, scabies, lice, uh, flesh-eating bacteria, syphilis, all these uh, dengue fever, all these diseases and, uh, and, and issues that they're bringing to your community. And by the way, New York being one of the bigger ones, but most of these communities are small, small counties that all of a sudden they get 200, 300 people, and it makes a huge impact to, uh, on their resources, their money. This mm -hmm. is what's happening now. And uh, the big question I get is why? Why is this administration doing this? Well, I, I, I think it's beyond just you know, uh, votes and, and, and representation. I think they want to get more representation uh, in Congress by counting these people as, as legal. But also, I think they're just changing the fabric of our country and what we were mm -hmm. built on. And, and, and this is what, what they want to have that control. And the more people they can have under them, the more power they can continue to have. Yeah. I, and I think it's rooted once again in collect collectivism, Marxism, globalism, everything that uh, denies the, the fundamental goodness of America, what it was founded upon, what it, what its basis and principles are. And uh, granted, a lot of people have either abandoned them or never learned them because of government indoctrination centers teaching the glory of government rather than uh, the connection to uh, our individual liberties, freedoms come from a creator, a God, and not government. And government was uh, written, at least in our constitution, following on the Declaration of Independence and the Articles of Confederation to protect rights that would be run roughshod over like by every government in the history of the world 
that they wanted to limit that from occurring in America to allow for freedom to flourish. And uh, at least a significant portion of our population, largely uh, what's called a modern Democrat, really have embraced that. And this is no great shakes to say Republicans are 100 percent on board with freedom either. Many of them need a little bit of a history lesson to embrace the Constitution. Once again, Mm -hmm. they accept far too much movement away from that. So maybe you can give us some more insight into your perspective on the role of the Constitution and the people who take an oath to defend it, uh, whether it be as a border guard or ICE official or someone that goes into Congress like you're intending to do. I took that oath several times in my career and I'm proud of it. And, and that's that's a big issue you bring up because this is we're talking about defending our sovereignty and protecting it, which I think is being eroded on a daily basis and is being disrespected not only by this administration, by 150 different countries, by sending their people but as soon as you turn it around on them, they throw their sovereignty in our face. And they, they say, we're a sovereign nation, and you have to abide by our rules and our conditions. Well, what about ours? Why is ours ignored? Why is ours dissolved? Why isn't ours being enforced? And this is what this administration is doing. And, you know, they don't even allow the Border Patrol agents down in the field to exercise that oath and, and the protection of the Constitution. And just by doing the scope of their duties, they're not doing it. Let me tell you, they, can, they cannot do it. That's one of the big changes you do. You allow the, the border agents to go back and do their job. Right now, the, it, is, it is completely a 180 down there at the border where the agents have become facilitators. Now, not because they want to, they've been forced to do it. Their hands have been tied and uh, they, they are afraid of losing their jobs or pensions. Uh, uh, being scapegoated out by this government. And it is, it is depressing so much that we have a record number of border agents committing suicide that you don't hear about in the mainstream media. We have a real issue. I talked to the families, something that my family and I went through after the shooting. I understand uh, uh, the stress that it puts on there. The, the wives tell me they don't recognize their own husbands when they come home. They don't know who this person is because they have been demoralized at their job. And so... Um, it really is a big system here that uh, the globalization of the border and, and, and we're talking illegal immigration. But guess what? You mentioned it earlier. Fentanyl, methamphetamine, the cartels mm-hmm. have a huge presence in our country, all over the country, full time presence. I go around the country speaking with bo- police groups, the sheriffs, the police officers. They tell me, Victor, we're overwhelmed with our own crime to begin with. Now we're dealing with cartel and illegal immigration on top of that. And, and we don't know what to do. We don't have the resources. Most of these towns have shortages of police officers because they're leaving. They're leaving because of all the other stuff that's going on at the local level, at the state level with the DAs and, mm-hmm. and uh, the revolving door of these criminals that are not being uh, uh, held accountable. And this is what has to change. Most of the people I talk to is actually not even a partisan issue. It's public safety and national security. Right. I think we all could agree that on that. You, you want to keep the drugs from killing our people, the fentanyl, mm-hmm. and the child trafficking and human trafficking. I'm a subject matter expert in human trafficking investigations, and I rescued countless women and children from this horrific, most of it was what you said earlier, the sex slave trade. And yes, it exists. I wrote an example in my book for, for several reasons. One, because people still would tell me, oh, that doesn't happen, that's not real. Well, because you don't want to believe that this evil exists in our society, that's, your ignorance might be bliss, but I'm here to tell you that it's true and mm-hmm. it happens. And I put in a, 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 one of the worst cases I worked out of New York 
where they were exploiting these children and, and these women. And, and, and in Miami and Houston and Atlanta, all over the place. Well, now the cartels have a free-for-all. They have no restriction on the Mexican side, let alone our border, and they're coming in. Just last week, they uh, arrested two armed, fully armed uh, cartel members at our state, on the state side, on the state of Texas side, uh, who are just blatantly coming over, walking over the river, fully armed with, uh, with weapons, with rifles, because they don't fear U.S. law enforcement anymore. They don't fear the law enforcement on the Mexican side, for sure. That's mm. corrupt. We know about that. Yeah. But they have lost the respect and fear for our own law enforcement. And this is what you get. An 11-year-old little girl was raped and murdered by an illegal alien two days ago. This is what I talk about, the crimes, the, the mm. victims of crime in the United States of America. Uh, by the time you become a crime, and I hope uh, that, that, God forbid, this happens to you, it's too late. Yeah. You Some know? segments of the political left would now say you are racist and xenophobic Whoa. for saying uh, an illegal immigrant raped and killed an 11-year-old. I mean, that, that's how absurd it's gotten. Uh, you they know, they call me so many names. They call me they call me a triple traitor because I'm Hispanic. I'm conservative and I happen to be a law enforcement agent uh, uh, that doesn't align with their criteria. Let me tell you, I was I was in Eagle Pass, Texas, and it's a blue uh, Democrat uh, city. And they mm -hmm. came to uh, most of these people that came to see me uh, speak uh, to hear me out were Democrats mm -hmm. and they were agreeing with me. They're fed up. They want law and order. They want their communities back. The border towns have been destroyed by illegal immigration, by the cartels patrolling their, their cities, their ranches. They're like, please do something, Victor, and, and we will. And let me tell you, in 24, one of the reasons I'm running against an incumbent here who happens to have an R in front of his name but is not uh, a conservative whatsoever because he continues to vote with the left is I tell people, do you want somebody here next year in 24, when we take over, that's going to continue to to represent you and be a true employee of the people, because that's what I'm taking things back to basics. And I, I'm the employee and the people are the employer, not the party, not the swamp and not the special interest. The people get to dictate to me what they want. And, and that's what I want to do. But do you want somebody that's going to do that or do you want to have somebody that's going to continue to block everything that we're going to do to change the border system? And, and that's something that people have to answer and say, are we going to support Victor? Is this what, what I want? Because I'm getting support from Florida, from from all over the U.S. because they know that whatever we do down there in District 23, yeah. they're like, it's going to help. It's going to help us and it's going to help uh, uh, fix our communities. Yeah, it's going to impact everybody. Uh, we're talking with Victor Avila, author of Agent Under Fire. A Murder and a Manifesto. The book is available in paperback now as well. We have it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. So you're running against an incumbent Republican. You're running as a Republican. That means there's got to be a primary, I guess. Still the primary is next March. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll give you a, a, a social people because uh, part of my uh, uh, part of running here is not telling you about who I am, but I also have to inform you as to why. People ask me, why are you running against an incumbent? Why do you want to get rid of him? Well, because he's not, he's not a Republican. He's a Democrat. Why? Because he votes for the Democrats. And I'm going to give you off the top of my head the list of what he votes. He voted for January 6th committee. He voted for, voted for the omnibus bill. He voted for red flag laws and gun restrictions. That alone right there uh, should do it. He voted. Uh, he was a, the single Republican to block the number one border security bill brought before the House, H.R. 29. He killed it by himself and he's proud of it because he says it would keep people from coming to this country to seek asylum, which is completely untrue. Uh, and he voted just, just last week, voted against the pilots that refused to take the jab. Wow. 
voted against them to get their job back. I mean, yeah, who, who I, are you? If you're, not, if you're not on my side, if you're not with me, then you must be with the cartels. That's, that's amazing. That's a, again, this is where I say it's, it goes beyond the D or the R, although we can say the penchant for the Democrats right now is to be all in on these crazy things, but doesn't preclude Republicans from joining in. And so uh, what you're doing is taking on somebody that doesn't belong there based on what your experience has been. And it sounds like what many people in that district are feeling as well, uh, that you may, in fact, be able to primary uh, a guy in your own party out of there by March. And I would say, uh, based on what I've heard so far, I would support that. And uh, that's why we have you on. And also, for those of you who don't know the website, Victor Avila uh, for Congress.com, V I C T O R. A-V-I-L-A for F-O-R Congress.com to learn about Victor some more support his candidacy as well uh, in that district there specifically you said Texas 23rd um, and uh, I was thinking it might be right next door to the 22nd but it isn't it's all the way across the state uh, it's from, right next to 20 21st who happens yeah. to be Chip Roy's district and uh, I, 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 I agree a lot with what Chip Roy's trying to do we need more people than Congress that are going to be warriors they're going to fight for the people. Um, we've lost our, we're losing our republic for what it was meant to be. And, and you're going to get somebody that is unafraid. I lost most of my fear on February 15th of 2011. I, I stared evil in its eyes. I fear God and I fear my dad. And so I'm not afraid of the politicians. Uh, there is no person like me in Congress. There is no criminal investigator and a U.S. diplomat. I've worked in Mexico. I've worked in Europe. I've worked in a lot of places. And I've seen around the world how things function, how socialist countries work. And I don't like it. I don't like the direction that our country's taken. It's taken, not taking, it's taken already. We're already there. We're in the middle of this war. And it, a lot of it goes back to the southern border because it's not, it's people from all over the world. It's China, it's Iran, it's Venezuela, it's Cuba, it's Russia that are using, they know that if they're in Mexico, they're as good as being in the U.S., mm -hmm. And it's this vulnerability. You mentioned terrorists. We've already captured over 200 of them uh, on the no-fly list and terror watch list. How many have actually entered this country? Why do we have to wait for another attack to occur? Uh, that's not the way this functions. Let's seal it now. Let's secure it. Let's take control. Let's hold these countries accountable and shift the burden back on them. I'll tell you something I want to do. I want to charge these countries with, first of all, I'm going to deduct the money that we send to these countries in aid for every illegal alien that they have from their country and ours, $250,000 per person. Second, if we do trade with this country, whether it's bananas, avocados, I don't care what we buy from them, we will deduct the amount of money until you are responsible for the illegal alien that you allow to come into our country illegally. I don't care what this, this administration, what they're doing right now is illegal bringing and allowing people with paroles and permits and CBP one app. And it's a mess. They're going to find out in 2024, all these millions of people that have come in the last two and a half years that they have no standing and they will be returned. I've talked about the borders as it relates to uh, human and animal physiology. And of course that comes back to creation itself and nature that a, a cell has a border, you know, it's, it's wall or it's membrane. And in nature, in the intelligence of creation and God that created it, it knows what to allow in and what to not. That There is a, necess a necessity, if you will, to that barrier for the health and the function of that cell. And if we look out beyond the physiology of, you know, human or animal reality, 
we look at the, the law of nations and understand how is a nation a nation? Well, one of the definitions that is included in the definition of a nation is a border or having borders. And when you eliminate that, which is what the Biden administration and others have promoted, you no longer have an independent sovereign nation. It's one of the keys here. And so it tells me whether you believe in some grand conspiracy for globalism and a new world order or not, the end result is the same. The dissolution of the United States as an independent nation, and it's dissolved under some kind of global governance scheme because right now what Biden is doing or whoever is controlling Biden is destructive of the integrity of a nation, any nation, much less the United States or these United States. Uh, And if you try to sneak into most other countries around the world, man, there's some that will give you the death penalty. That's right. Including these social socialist and communist nations. That's right. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what they do. Um, this is what's happening is the disrespect, and I talk about assimilation a lot. A, a lot of these countries around the world, they don't have the same respect. Let's start with women and children. Mm-hmm. And so we have an African that raped two women in New York uh, this past week. And they don't, rape to them is, well, it's normal in Africa. Well, it's not normal here. And it's against the law. But no one is doing anything. No one's holding them accountable. Uh, and so those, those cultures, those uh, ideologies – uh, are not acceptable here. And this is the, the huge shift that even I saw in my 20-year career. You know, you have the economic migrants and you have all the people. By the way, I want people to know, I, I support legal immigration. I want people to come mm-hmm. here legally that want to uh, assimilate to our country. I'm all for that. And I know that that system is also broken, but that has been pushed aside a long time ago. They've made room for people to come here illegally without any vetting. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that it is incredible to me that the number of children and the number of adults bringing children that are not their own, and I have personally flown with these people, I have personally questioned them, they're escorting children throughout uh, this this country. 385,000 unaccompanied children have been come, have come in through this administration. They lost over 85,000 on top of that, lost. We don't know where these kids are. I mean, if we can't come together for the kids and the fentanyl, I don't know what what yeah. else to, to use to unite us, you know? And, and Victor, I just come back to that, you know, claim that you've got to be a horrible human being because you don't want open borders. You talked about, I believe in legal immigration as your parents came to this country legally. That's code word for xenophobia, yeah, right? I mean, it's just so absurd. You get, there's a requirement under the, the law of nations that you have a border and you control that border and you want anybody to come in, as you point out, trafficking, Oh, drugs, children, et cetera. And I don't find that there's a defensible way that you can say that you're for supporting the rights of people when you allow them to come in and then go, if they do on the welfare rolls or uh, take to a life of crime in America, because there's no control of those borders anymore. Robert, and, you know what, you know, what's a, uh, what, you know, the left says that it's they're humanitarians and they're compassionate for the open border system. It's actually the other the way opposite. around. Yeah. I'm the compassionate and I'm the humanitarian because I don't want to see any more death. Yeah. We got people drowning in the river. We, right now, with this ex- excessive heat, we got people cooking in the sun in the desert. Dead yeah. bodies are being discovered on a daily basis. We got people hanging themselves from trees because they're disoriented and rather commit suicide. We got rapes occurring on a daily basis. I was in, in uh, uh, Eagle Pass, Texas four days ago, and a, a lady came in with five kids. And I can tell you right now, maybe one of them was hers. Uh, the other ones were not, and she's escorting these kids uh, across the river, 
And then while we're doing that, here comes another 10-year-old by himself, escorted by the cartel uh, on the Mexican side and pushed through the river. This is happening on a daily basis. And, and, uh, and that's what compassion is. Compassion is mm. secure the border, you save lives. Yeah. And for those of you who go by the D label Democrat, look at Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He goes down to the border and says, this is not compassion. This is not allowing this to happen exactly as those of us who might be more considered libertarian conservatives, but even libertarians who say, I don't believe in borders. Look, you can't have open borders when you have a welfare state. And we have a welfare state not only for individuals, but we have one for corporations as well. And on both sides, it's wrong and it violates our Constitution. We want freedom. We want free markets. We want defense of the borders. And uh, along with you, Victor, I think it would be great to have you in Congress as well as my friend Jonathan Emore of the U.S. Senate. You would have a lot of alignment between both houses there. And uh, if we can do anything along the way, you're always welcome back here along the campaign trail to give us some updates. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the time today, guys. Uh, thank you so much for supporting and for visiting Victor Avila for Congress.com. Yeah, y'all check it out. I think it's a guy that you could support here. And Victor, I appreciate uh, all that you're saying and doing. And you've been through a lot to get to this point. Uh, I think he would uh, serve with great honor. Thank you, Victor. Victor, for Congress, y'all check it out. And uh, we'll continue covering these stories that do impact us all, even if you don't live on a border state, as you're finding out. Uh, we've got to uh, do some basics. As I said, there's a, a physiological reason for it in terms of your life. There's a, a national reason or a, uh, let's say, a, a the integrity of a nation, if you will, uh, relies upon its willingness and ability to control those borders for those that are coming in to support and contribute versus those who are just trying to take away or engage in criminal activity. I don't think that should be very controversial, honestly. Now, I guess what is controversial is that uh, I'll answer questions on the air from you. <laughs> and I'll answer them in ways that are unapproved by the Fear and Death Administration, the Centers for Disease Creation or Promotion, and you guys got to deal with it. In fact, that's probably why you're here, because you like that. Also, upcoming events that you might want to uh, partake in and participate in. Hopefully, uh, you'll you'll join me in uh, Glendale, California, Labor Day weekend for the Cancer Control Society's 48th annual convention, cancer convention. And that's coming up. You can go to the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com. We have the Biomed Expo coming up after that in Las Vegas. Hopefully, it's dried out by then. It probably will be from monsoon season or whatever that, that storm that came through. Man, there's some massive floods going on there. Uh, biomedexpo.com check it out september 14th through 17th and then we've got even more i'll let you know about in a little while but super don we got some questions or comments of the day coming up this hour i think if I'm not uh, yeah but yeah. i haven't had a comment of the day in a while so we'll start off with that okay let's uh, tracy all right let's see what's going on here uh tracy oh uh, this one yeah uh super don this is amazing this is you know bobry our friend bobry Warren. he'll be with me at the uh cancer control of uh society event as well as the biomed expo and he was there at red pill supporting g edward griffin this is this is related to this so you're gonna love this mom listen to this because you had this experience too good morning i just started folium px and immuno about three weeks ago this is from tracy she says i'm not in the habit of taking it three times regularly yet but I'm already noticing the difference. I believe my lifestyle and poor eating habits have led to adrenal fatigue and nutrient deficiencies. Eating cleaner has definitely helped. However, slowing life down is not an option right now with elderly parents. I thought I was imagining the extra energy I had during my first week on the folium products. Last week was extra busy and I forgot to take them several days. I was exhausted by the weekend. This morning, I forgot to take them as soon as I got up and as I normally would do. 
My coffee wasn't having any effect on helping me wake up, so I made a second cup to no avail. Then I remembered I hadn't been taking my folium products. What and what does it say? What an almost immediate difference, she says. My bleary-eyed eyes and brain fog finally started to lift, and I felt able to start tackling the day. I don't know what's in this product, but it's by far the best supplement I've ever taken. Truly a Chernobyl-level antioxidant and deserving of the daily shout-out by Robert Scott Bell. Thank you so much, Tracy. All right, Super Don, you see that? And this was the experience my mom had only two weeks into the folium when she was suffering for a couple of years. Nothing was really helping her or enough. And she got on the folium and she was back dancing New Year's Day and then on her birthday, January 29th at 89. So how cool is that? Thank you, Tracy, for writing in on that. More energy. Couldn't we yeah. all use some of that, right? Yeah. FoliumPX.com. Use the code RSB10 to get 10% off. Come out to any of these events and try it. Connect with Bobby. He's bringing an extraordinary product, and it is a botanical. It is food. It's not a synthetic. It's not caffeine. It is doing something at the level, as I say, Chernobyl level, that if you've hit a ceiling in your healing, you want to break through, reach out to FoliumPX.com. Use the code RSB10. So uh, we'll probably get... Frank Cousineau, we might get Bobbery back on this week to talk about the cancer control event one more time to get you guys going. Want to see you there. So is there anything else? Uh, uh, did you want to try and tackle the question of the day here before the top of the hour? Yeah. Or actually one of them here. This is from Trent. Enough. Uh, Trent is writing in. Hi, Robert, and Big Super D. Hey. Big Super D. Huh? I do I need to lose a few pounds. It's true. Oh, do you think that was a dig at the uh, belly or something there? Yeah, it could be. Trent is kind of writing in for a question, so I can't imagine he's trying to insult you. He likes you. I think it's a okay. big thing. It's a compliment. Right. She, uh, Trent says, my daughter runs NCAA Division One track as a long-distance runner. And as you can imagine, the demands on her legs, feet, bones, and joints are pretty great. Her trainers suspect a stress fracture in her foot, and she's getting an MRI on Thursday. I know, by the way, please, Trent, tell them not to use contrasting agent. Can't they detect a stress fracture with uh, an X-ray? And she could take extra selenium to counteract. I'm just worried about her liver and kidneys if they use that gadolinium contrasting agent. So please, please, please let your daughter know about that. Uh, let's say she, uh, Trent says, I know you've talked about formulas for expand, expediting the bone healing process, but I can't remember the names. What do you recommend she takes for getting her back into competition as soon as she can? We believe in the body's amazing power to heal if you give it what it needs. I just need help with the last part. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. You ready? I've got visuals on this too. I went ahead and grabbed from my stock, my stores in my uh, storage bin, uh, of all the things we buy in, in bulk to get this stuff so we never run out. And the first thing we've been talking about for X number of years, as long as I can remember, is the Alta Health Products Silica. This is a, a whole food, 100% whole food silicon uh, tablet. And it is uh, taken, made from the horsetail extract, the tea of the extract, so you can concentrate it. You don't have the downside of taking too much of the horsetail. That could be problematic but you can get the full benefit. Now, what happens when you start on a connective tissue issue, you go into a loading phase. And by the way, Trent, you can get this from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And that's uh, choosetobehealthy.com. And the silica, you'll have your daughter take three tablets four times a day. I know it sounds like a lot, but in the loading phase to restore integrity, the connective tissue, you cannot overstate the importance of this mineral, silicon or silica for the Strength of the bones, the tendons, the cartilage, cartilage, the muscle, the bursa, all of that. And yes, vascular too. Now, we have, in addition to this, 
something that we didn't have access to before. And that's the bioactive copper hydrosol. Copper also plays a very key role in regrowth and regeneration. Very often people overemphasize the need for zinc, which I don't diminish. Zinc we do need. But when you take zinc in isolation, you deplete copper. When you take vitamin C in isolation, you deplete copper. And copper is critical for a myriad of cuproenzyme pathways, including pathways that result in efficient regenerative processes. Managing zinc's regenerative capacity so that you don't end up with bone spurs. That's like too much zinc, not enough copper. So the bioactive copper hydrosol, we have links. You can get that either through choose to be healthy.com or directly. We have, again, those banners are up there as well. Uh, let me see what else that's important. Magnesium. I use hundred percent whole food magnesium. Now, remember I am not brand loyal. I'm product specific loyal when it works. And if something comes along, that's better. I'll investigate it. And at that point say, yeah, okay, I'm using this now. I utilize one magnesium every night, and one magnesium every morning. Your daughter, since she's a high-level NCAA athlete, might want to go two and two because the, 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 the diminishment of these minerals because of the pounding that she's taken in terms of the, the physical prowess at that level of athleticism diminishes the minerals. And if you don't replenish them, then the regenerative capacity, the ability to manage, by the way, inflammation, which is what? Managed systemically with copper. So copper recovery, systemic inflammation reduction, not by suppression, but in fact, enhancing liver detox pathways. So the magnesium is important here. Now, this doesn't uh, consider the, uh, the Brian artist question of nicotinic or, or nicotine receptors as it relates to magnesium delivering. So that's a controversial thing, but we're going to get to that a little later in the show. So stand by for that, too. There's a lot of detail stuff today. Uh, another thing that I will add to the mix for Trent, for your daughter, is comfrey. Comfrey is God's medicine for repairing bones and fractures and things like that. Now, comfrey, we grow out back. Maybe you can grow it too. Maybe you have it growing. If not, plant it. It's a prolific plant. It grows really well. You can take the, uh, the leaves and dry them. You can turn them into tinctures. You can uh, make them into a poultice. And, and typically, you know, if you've got a bone fracture of some kind, a stress fracture, you would make a poultice over the area, like over her foot and allow that to be right there and do that every day. Now, if you don't have or are not willing to make a poultice from your own comfrey, you can utilize Dr. Christopher's uh, has a, a, a comfrey, a topical comfrey. So you can get that pre-made. I think uh, Jonathan, it choose to be healthy, has that if you can't get it locally. But the Dr. Christopher's brand has a good comfrey you can use topically as well. And the homeopathic form of comfrey is known as symphytum. And you can have her take homeopathic symphytum along with homeopathic arnica, along with homeopathic rustox and ruta. There are a lot of remedies that if you see, if you reach out and, and start searching the Materia Medica, learning about them or going in and getting comprehensive complexes for the uh, connective tissue and inflammation uh, pathways, you can also help regrow things homeopathically too. But those are the key things I would say. And there, it's not an exhaustive list. There are other things that can be done. But that's critically important for her recovery. And again, my concern with an MRI scan is that they're going to use the gadolinium, which will greatly stress her liver and kidneys. And it's unnecessary. She might be able to tolerate it being young, but you never know. Like uh, the wife of uh, Chuck Norris nearly was killed by it. She's doing much better now, I understand, because of what he learned and what they've done to detoxify her body from gadolinium. But you don't need to put that extra stress on your daughter in that way. And if she wants to reach out, let her know or have her watch this later or listen to the podcast later. This is the Robert Scott Bell Show, the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty. And uh, yeah, none of this is FDA approved.
which is why it's probably better information than you get from the FDA and those that follow along with the protection racket it provides, the monopolistic protection racket for drugs, for invasive toxic poisons for which you have no deficiency. The minerals, the food, yeah, those are the deficiencies you have, and those actually impact what? The vital functions of the cells to regenerate, to heal, to deal with inflammation. And when we come back, I'll I'll talk about the issue of censorship some more in a Western-style democracy, how it's become the accepted norm to adopt Soviet-style censorship tactics from government, not just in the U.S., but elsewhere. And also, the, the big chasm in consciousness of medical doctors who come out of school, graduate with half a million in debt, perhaps, and no memory that nutrition is important when it comes to either disease manifestation or good health and vitality. Tell your friends, this is the place, robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room. We'll be right back. And we've got Eli Love standing by as well. It's going to be another great healing hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show after this, because the power to heal is yours. Well, have the political left really banned fat bottom girls by queen? That's going around. We're going to find out about that a little bit later in the show. But first and foremost, a shout out to our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health. Second hour here as we begin. Uh, We got Eli Love scheduled as well coming up and Doc Healing. But back to school specials are happening. TrinitySchool.org. Take advantage of those specials, including 5% on the CNHP and CHHP program tuition for the September 4th term start coming up. There's also 10% discount on all Trinity merchandise. Us old people call it swag. The young people call it drip, apparently. Save 20% on all lectures on demand, including the lecture I gave on Clinical Homeopathy 101 Plus. The Endocannabinoid Professional Program, also 20% discount. Special bonus available to you if you register for the Trinity Live event and the all-in for the Health Freedom Expo as well. You'll save an additional $25 on the already discounted bundle pricing. And please enroll this week. We are now the 22nd. This expires the 25th. Take advantage of these limited time offers. Go to TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com and TrinitySchool.org and plug into all of the wondrous uh, good things that are happening there at Trinity. October 14th through 15th is the Health Freedom Expo, Tinley Park Convention Center outside of Chicago, far enough away that I'll be there. And you get an extra 50 bucks off if you want to sponsor or get a booth. And you can call 888. Where's that number again? Super Don. There it is. 888. 888- 658-3976-888-658-3976 to uh, get that discount. Again, by the 25th, that expires. Uh, Super Don, we're talking about uh, health, nutrition, medicine, and medical doctoring. You know, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday, and it was like one of those moments where another layer of the absurdity reveals itself. You know, how many things do you actually learn in medical school about nutrient deficiency? Believe it or not, even though they don't get much nutritional training, they do learn about beriberi and scurvy, you know, these things that are overt deficiencies of key vitamins, for instance. Right. Right. How do you cure scurvy? Well, right. Well, uh, ooh, uh, man, a, isn't there a like a supplementing nutrients? Isn't, uh, isn't there a for that? There's not one of those for that. Yeah, no? exactly. That's the that's the uh, repl- replacement for the V word. So we don't get banned on any more outlets. 
yeah, so you think about that and you go, all right, it's not like they don't know or can't know or didn't know, but I believe all of their flexor report curricula indoctrination, by the time they get out of school with, you know, quarter million to half a million dollars in debt, they've forgotten. And you bring it up and they're like, huh? You know, they're like medical morons at that point. Now, it's possible that they can outgrow their training and deprogram from the cult of medicine that says every every ailment, illness, symptom is evidence of a deficiency of a synthetic toxic poison or combination of poisons approved of and licensed by the FDA, the Fear and Death Administration. But there really isn't a deficiency disease associated with a drug unless you want to call addiction withdrawal a disease like you, your body becomes addicted to a drug and you withdraw it now you're like oh see robert there is such a thing as a <laughs> as a drug disease right that's a, round, be, a roundabout way to do it right you don't want to be real smarmy about it you can throw that at me it's not going to stick but i guess that's the point of uh you know talking about the deficiencies of these minerals resulting in lack of metabolic prowess power to recover from even as a young person a lot of abuse for an athlete, right? To recover from injuries faster. There are minerals associated even at young ages that are just not in the food anymore. And we've got to supplement. And I argue that by and large from food sources and in the case of copper, uh, breaking free uh, to understand the, the pathways of, of assimilation utilization, the copper one, copper two available in the sovereign copper is so profoundly in, almost instantaneous much like uh, Bobri's formula or that he brought over from Georgia when it was controlled by the Soviet Union, went to Israel, came to America with folium. Uh, these are botanical ingredients that are supercharged antioxidants that can bind metals, can bind radiation elements and pull them out of the body so quickly that suddenly the energy is freed up. The metabolism for energy is freed up and copper plays a role along with magnesium in the ATP production. Again, these are kind of sciencey things, but a lot of people understand mitochondria today and adenosine triphosphate ATP energy. We know that it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Might could be considered miraculous that it does happen at all, but it also requires certain things. And that's where we go in terms of promotion of health and healing. Now, one of the obstacles to cure Super D, you know, is the use of pesticides. Mm-hmm. Synthetic toxic poisons on top of herbicides and fungicides, glyphosate, active ingredient Roundup. These things are devastating to our cellular functions, pathways of addressing inflammation safely, punching holes in our connective tissue, including our gut. And so why don't we stop using them? People go, well, there's, I don't have any other option when it comes to ants and roaches and bugs and critters. Yeah, you do. Orange guard. Do we have, I think we have Tor McPartland back on on Friday. A real yes. environmentalist. He, I mean, will have, he will be on the show on Friday. One of those guys who put his money where his mouth with is to develop a pesticide so safe it can be used around organic agriculture. It can be used in your kitchen. It's not going to harm your kids. And uh, it's OMRI listed for organic agriculture as well. And this is something that I've utilized when needed. Orange Guard, orangeguard.com. And it's available at Whole Foods. So please, if you do shop at Whole Foods, let them know you want your Orange Guard. They carry it or should carry it. Please let them know. And you can get it at your local Ace Hardware store and direct at orangeguard.com. So we'll learn more about it. And Super Don, you found a previous interview for those that uh, want to listen to already get an advanced preview of our discussion with Tor, a great guy out in California. Hopefully he didn't get rained out either. I've seen some floods, man. They're looking bad. How are you doing? Did you get a lot of rain? Nah. We're, I'm, I'm far up, uh, up to far north. Mm-hmm. For that, we got some rain, but it was just... We're getting some rain, but no major mudslides where we are, yeah. so... Anyway, no tropical storms here. 
Okay. So first up this hour, before we bring Eli Love into the mix in just a moment, is an article from Brownstone Institute by Rebecca Barnett. Or Barnett. Australia's misinfo bill paves way for Soviet-style censorship. And, and you know, here's where I, 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 I take issue with all these folks that go, democracy, 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 democracy. Democracy, schmocracy. Uh, democracy is not a guarantee of uh, protection against particularly the mob. And what do I mean by that? You know, you've heard the political statements about what democracy is in reality. Pure democracy is what? Two wolves and a sheep voting on what to have for dinner. But I like to take it into the healing realm. And it's two oncologists and a homeopath voting on how to treat your cancer. Do you really want democracy? Is that really the best that we got? Or did the founders of America realize that a, rep- a representative Republican, uh, a Republican form of government, which includes some, yes, democratic principles, but it's not a direct democracy. Even there's an indirect vote for president, even though a lot of people are going, hey, we should just have a popular vote for president. Look, there's a lot of things that are messed up in our voting system. But to become a pure democracy, which is mob rule, is not the ideal. It's certainly not part of our founders' intention, as they actually warned against it. And there was no mention of democracy in our founding documents in terms of the form of government we have. Now, is that me nitpicking? It's kind of like me pointing out that when people say, I'm unvaccinated, and I ask them, well, what does that mean? And then they say, well, I'm not vaccinated. Well, okay, that's different. If you're on, how do you, because you vaccinate, how do you unvaccinate? When you undo something, you're undoing something you've already done. My kids are not unvaccinated. My kids are not vaccinated. None. And, you know, that's me being a bit of a stickler for language, I know. But I think it's important because if you don't define your terms, you could be communicating words that you agree that you're using. You under, I heard the word, but you're defining them differently. And therefore, communication goes right by each other. So in terms of democracy guaranteeing freedom, sorry, that's not the way it works. A limited government, a Republican form of government, the, the one that was written about in our founding documents, you remember the Articles of Confederation led to the U.S. Constitution to, in order to form a more, more perfect union, so to speak. So we have these issues now with Western-style democracies like Australia, New Zealand, uh, England even, Canada, where you see great suppression of speech happening, even though we've had that and still are undergoing the challenge test of do we believe in freedom enough to push back on the censors in government coming largely from the political left at this point. Unfortunately, they used to be champions of freedom of speech, but now it's the speech they don't like. They want to suppress it. How do they have uh, the authority to do that? How does the government have the authority? It doesn't, but it's violating the constitutional limitations that are placed upon it because the people aren't the defenders. They aren't behaving as if they're defending that constitution because the constitution can't defend itself. So you go down to Australia and you see similar, similar things that the Biden administration would like to do here in America. Draft legislation under the Australian Communications and Media Authority they will gain considerable expanded regulatory powers to combat misinformation and disinformation that poses a threat to safety and well-being of Australians, as well as our democracy, society and economy. And so basically any digital platform that allows the sharing of information that opposes what? The WHO, just like YouTube banned us because we disagreed with the WHO. Uh, If you disagree uh, with the Australian FDA, or the American one, for all you know, it it will be a violation. But guess who's not going to be under that scrutiny? The government itself, 
and the mainstream media outlets that are basically government mouthpieces. They can spout all the misinformation, disinformation. And let's face it. How often was our government in the United States wrong? Those representatives, whether it be Fauci or Biden or others, or even Trump when he was president, being guided by Fauci and others to lock down and shut down and go warp speed on an mRNA injection that has been a disaster. Nothing less than a population reductionist tool by definition, the people that were killed largely not by COVID, but by the things that they use to treat COVID or prevent COVID. And those of us who argued other ways to address it were considered misinformation and disinformation agents. And so they're talking about severely curtailing and restricting freedom and codifying it permanently into Australian law. And other democratic Western-style democracy countries are trying to do the same thing because they become owned and controlled by global governance that is intricately tied and woven into multinational corporations with no allegiance to any nation or state. And this, again, belies the issue of where Republicans have also gone wrong, where they feel so inclined to grant corporations the rights that are not granted by government, but by God, they want to make it that corporations have equal amount of rights or even more than the people who have lost their way because they believe they are creations of government too by believing that their rights come from government. But we know that those are privileges and those privileges will be taken away the moment they give you a digital identity and link it to a central bank digital currency. Your beliefs as they manifest in your behaviors, whether it be in social media or other things, will lock you out of your ability to have access to the freedom to engage in commerce, the ability to buy goods and services, much less sell them. Because they digitize your identity, which means it takes away your spiritual identity and reconfigures it in an artificial way to make you subject to every rule, not by even your own country, but by those at the World Economic Forum or the United Nations and the WHO. This is where it goes as we adopt artificial identities, artificial intelligence. Maybe you can use it as a tool, as Superdon says, but if we let it run us, that becomes greatly dangerous to our health, our life, our longevity, our freedom, even in a democracy. So I'll pause there, Super Don. Anything else we need to uh, mention other than shout out to my friends at Nutritional Frontiers. You guys want to build muscle like I'm building it. Check out the super creatine that they got on sale this month and use the code RSB15, 15% off. And the CBDNF, the certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD that I take as well. Super D, anything else I'm forgetting? There's, there's always loads more to talk about. There's always more. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk more in bonus time. All right. So we need to bring the love. We need that vitamin L. I, I think the guy that's coming on the show next is going to bring it. He's been at it for a long time. He's got a website called Heal for Free, H-E-A-L, the number four, free.com. And you might want to reach out and get some healing somehow, some way, somewhere. We're going to learn about him right now. And he's joining us right now, Eli Love on the Robert Scabell Show. Welcome, Eli. Hey, Robert. Good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you on board today. And it uh, looks like you're in a music studio there. So I'm imagining uh, sound and music as a playing a role in healing in your life and helping others? Oh, well, I call it my therapy. I've been a musician uh, since 14, and uh, it's been lucky enough to it's taken me all around the world, seeing lots of different cultures, and it's been a blessing for sure. But you were cracking me up about how you were talking about the uh, drug industry. Most people don't have the courage to talk like that, and I was laughing when you were saying those words because <laughs> I ditto, brother, yeah. ditto. <laughs> well, I think we need to, and, and, and I'm glad you were laughing because – if I don't laugh 
or help others to laugh. We're going to cry all the way into uh, camps that we don't have the freedom to do anything anymore. And, and I believe one of the things in terms of healing, one of the greatest gifts that God gave us is humor, the ability to find laughter and absurdity in the weirdest places, sometimes considered inappropriate. But, you know, this is where we get into the culture of canceling others for making jokes that are inappropriate. And, and the point is freedom of speech is not always pretty. And our, our founders wrote the First Amendment in because they realized that it wasn't to protect speech that everybody agreed with. It was to protect the unpopular speech that might be necessary to call out some bad stuff going on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the, um, the healing, you close the last uh, segment with six words, the power to heal is yours. And there are no words to describe what an understatement that is. And that's the work that I've been doing. I uh, uh, was brought up with my brother who's just about a year away from me when I was growing up. And at five years old, I made an observation of the world that adults out there are always grouchy. They're always in a bad mood and they don't want to play. They're just doing what they do. And us kids, we want to play. That's all. We just want to have fun. And in my little mind, I said, there's something wrong with those people. And I'm going to find out what it is. And lo and behold, I didn't know at that time I was creating a script in my mind to always be aware of what the difference is between people that are having fun and people that are being grouchy. Hmm. And of course, as I grew up, I became one of the grouchiest, angriest person on, people on the planet. I fell into that. But my mindset in the back was, why, 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 why? And I I kept notice of what makes people turn from that anger or that bad mood or that toxic person into a good person. First thing I noticed was that as people age, they either get nicer or they get grouchier. That's pretty apparent. And from there, I my first uh, major in college was uh, psychology, but at that time it was too dry. So I went on just to study it myself and then majored in music. And um, what I discovered was at the end of the day, Robert, what makes people heal permanently, unfortunately, is the school of hard knocks. Mm. It's going through either a very traumatic event that shifts you so hard you become a different person, or you're going through years and years and years and decades of torture in some way, and you finally say, I've had enough saturation point, I'm going to change, and you become a different person. And that's all I knew about the people that really heal from the heart until I uh, and I was on this journey uh, uh, up until I was 40 years old. That was 30 years ago. I was sitting on my porch at 40 years old and I was watching the kids across the street play and there was uh, they were playing tag. A little 10-year-old uh, was running and she tagged a five-year-old and at the same time that five-year-old tripped and fell. Well, the five-year-old turns around and screams, bloody murder, you push me, I hate you, I hate you, get away from me, get away from me. And she runs into her house, into, the, into her room, which is facing the street, and her window's up, she's facing us, we can hear her, she's on the bed, Robert, kicking and screaming and just crying, and the words come out, I hate you, I hate you, leave me alone, leave me alone, come out over a hundred times easily. About 10 minutes later, she starts to get softer and softer and dies down. 13 minutes later, Robert, she comes literally skipping out the front door and plays tag with the kids. Robert, the kids don't even ask her, are you okay? Is everything okay? No, man. In their world, that's how you deal with life. You have a fit, you get over it, and you're healed. Well, 
that's one thing to see that. It's another thing for me at that time of my life, I was searching so hard. I was uh, gifted enough to be able to re-experience that in my own body as if I were five again. And I felt myself doing what that little girl was doing. And I felt how good it felt to have the freedom and non-judgment just to release mm-hmm. whatever's on your mind, positive or negative. Because sometimes you give a kid a present and they're just going to go screaming around the house. I'm so happy I finally got this. And they're, you know, they're doing it until they finally calm down. Same thing with a fit. The child, Robert, is going to have a fit for as long as it takes for it to finally die down. And when they finally die down, they are at peace. Now, when I saw that, I realized that that's what I needed to be doing. (laughs) I was scared. I was going, well, I'm not going to do that. Are you kidding me? I can't do that. I was so cerebral and so mental and so Mm -hmm. judgmental at that time. But I knew I had to do something. So what I started doing was writing. I would write and write and write about whatever was bothering me until it finally, all of it was out. And when I got to peace, it's like being a Zen master. Mm -hmm. There's nothing but the air and the room around you, and you're just present. And that's the first blessing that I got, just being present. And then as I continued that process, Robert, I start getting clarity little things clicking in my mind about, oh my gosh, I'm doing this this way, and I'm doing this this way, and I'm doing this this way, and it's all the same way I'm doing it that's getting me into the same trouble. Different ways in my life, I'm getting into the same problem, and I'm just recycling this problem until I finally get over it, and getting over it, Robert, means you have your fit about it until it's totally at peace. Now, that is God's way of giving us a way to heal. We have totally forgotten about it. Let me tell you something. A hundred years ago, we were not brushing our teeth. We lived with tooth decay. (laughs) We lived with no no teeth in our mouth. We lived with bad breath. And that was taken for granted. Nobody thought anything different until Pepsodent came around and said, hey, people, you've got a problem. You need to start brushing your teeth. So we've been brushing our teeth for almost 100 years now. And if I told somebody to not brush their teeth anymore, they go, are you crazy? I'm not going to do that. We are living in those dark ages right now uh, with the way we deal with stress in our lives and the way we deal with ailments and the way we deal with issues in our lives. What we do, Robert, is we just take them in daily, scores of them, sometimes hundreds of them a day, little stress points, and we uh, are expected to hold them in. And when we hold those in, it's exactly like eating too much food. You eat too much food and you don't exercise, you're going to gain weight and you can see it on you. Well, when you take in too much negative experience and you don't digest it and let it out in an unconditional way like the child does, then you're going to start gaining weight in five different bodies. So it's five times worse than just your physical body. You're going to start gaining weight in your physical body. You're going to start gaining uh, weight in your emotional body. Example, you go to a movie and you see somebody riding a bicycle and they go home and you start crying. They go, why did that make me start crying? I don't understand that because it's locked in your subconscious and you're, it's, it's taking that picture to let go of something that happened to you a long time ago. Uh, it also uh, happens in your uh, physical body. That's where aches and pains come from. That's where illness comes from. I got a whole list of illnesses that I've uh, experienced healings on uh, from doing this work. Uh, and that's also it also starts um, affecting your spiritual body, whatever that is to you, 
it starts getting better because what are you doing? You're regularly going into a room by yourself in your privacy and you're being 100% honest with yourself and you'll start clicking all kinds of spiritual things start aligning for whatever that means for you. Then also your experiential body, things start happening to you in a more positive way. Why? Because you're not living uh, that way anymore. And all this stuff gets stored back here in the subconscious. You're not even aware of it till you start doing this work. And then you start going, aha, that's why I'm having this issue. It's because I'm doing this or I'm doing that. It's amazing work. Mm, beautifully said. And, and the, you know, the communication about the kids, I love observing kids and learning from them. Uh, and, and often I say we can learn a lot from our two year olds when they say no. Uh, that uh, and they they mean it even though again we can say we can, they're a little stubborn these kids but oh, as adults we need to learn to say no to certain things that are very harmful to us uh, and do not align with our principles our mission our spirit as well there's nothing wrong with that some people have uh, you know kind of dissuaded us from saying no that doesn't work that doesn't fit with me and you know just like the children that go in and have a tantrum the other thing that I found interesting about that story is that they come back out the kids aren't going holding that little soul in that body back to that hey wait a second you know you're they're just on they've moved on like let's have fun let's go play again now i don't mean to say that we ignore people that are um let's say narcissistic and abusive and other things i mean i think that's a maybe a subtle but an important distinction perhaps that adults will engage in that behavior more than kids that have more a purity of spirit that's flowing through them when they're at that age we have to have some level of maturity to understand and distinct this the difference between someone that needed to vent something and has moved on, whether they apologize or not, you know, we forgive them not for their sake, but for our sake, because if we're holding on to that experience, we're just stuck in that place, you know, and then we end up keep injuring ourselves with that that you described carrying it on in the various bodies. I, I can't explain to you what happens inside of one of those processes to make that grudge go away. For me, what happens is I'll start with that grudge. I'll start doing my process and I will be focused on only them. You did this and you're wrong about this. And how can you do this? Blah, blah, blah. You, 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 you. And as I work through that, it's kind of like you're working yourself down to the basement level and then you make a, a breakthrough and you break through this wall or this floor and you discover, oh my gosh, I'm doing the exact same thing only on a different part of my life. I'm just like them. As soon as you realize you're doing the same thing as them, just in a different way, you have compassion for this person. You understand that they're just playing out their traumas just like you're mm -hmm. playing out yours in this, in this part of your life. Exactly. We're talking with Eli Love. And we have a website for him, Heal for Free. That's Heal, the number four, F-R-E-E dot -E com. You give a little bit about your background and the paradigm shift you're helping folks to go through because you went through it. Uh, you've been doing this for many decades now as well, and you got a lot of testimonials on the website. You actually have services and seminars that you give. I, I imagine there's probably some one-on-one -on -one support that you can do. You have uh, your website also has your email address. So to say it's not revealing anything you don't want revealed, Eli, E-L-I, at healthforfree.com. Heal, I'm sorry, heal for free, H-E-A-L, the number four, free.com. Uh, if you want to follow up, you've got a, a number of videos here that I, as I scroll down your page, uh, the paradigm shift, you've got one on stress, uh, negativity, spontaneous healings, 
the ready to launch as you describe it and, and many testimonials what is this i'm interested in this one you said testimonials from high school is 30 years ago are these people you work with are these is this something generic from some other place what is that no this is a school that i worked in, with in uh, oxnard california mm-hmm. and i went to the school and i said uh, i just need to speak to your students and then start doing sessions with them uh once a week for eight weeks and all i did was tell the kids we're holding in stress. The safest way to do it is by yourself and um, and power. Uh, I call it power talking. Just talk nonstop. Don't mm-hmm. think nonstop talking till you're finally at peace. And let's see what happens. And that was the only assignment I gave them on week one. Then week two, I say, well, how are you doing? What results did you get? And they would tell me and they'd tell me about some difficulty they had trying to talk, but they kept quiet. And I'd give them suggestions on how to get through that. Eight weeks later, we finally made this video, and it is blessed, boy. The mm-hmm. things that they have gone through in just eight weeks is amazing. Physical ailments, relationship ailments. I was working with a high school kid just a few weeks ago, and I only saw him twice, Robert. The first session that he had, he came back around to me and he says, uh, it, it was in my uh, office space, but I let him go have his, uh, his process out there, and he came back to me and says, wow. He said, I didn't know, but I'm a narcissist. He says, I really don't think about anybody else but myself. I I didn't know that before. I said, great. I said, that's great information for you. Uh, The next week I saw him, he did his process and he came back to me and he says, wow. He said, I'm really angry. He said, I always thought it was those other people making me angry, but it's really, I'm just angry, period. And I'm blaming them for it. Those were his two first processes, and imagine what's going to happen to him as he continues that path as a senior in high school. Imagine what that path is going to look like in a decade, as opposed to if he doesn't do this work at all, and and what that's going to look like in a decade. Worlds apart. Wow. Uh, Again, powerful stuff. You're going back 30 years, so it's not like you just dropped off the ship and started this yesterday. No, no, no. Studying it since day one and then actually taking clients through it since 30 years ago. And the, the work is just profound. And there's two people that want this work. The people that are interested in self-discovery, which aren't that many. And then there's the people that have run up against a brick wall, tried everything else on the planet, and they don't know what else to try. And they hear about this work and they go, okay, I'll try it. Doesn't sound like very much fun, but I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And then those, both of those people get great results. It's amazing. It, sometimes it's hard to talk a regular person that has their mindset to, to start doing this work because they think, no, I got it handled. I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I see uh, Super Don just pointed out that you have a book. I hope it's in the it's linked up in the show notes for everybody. Uh, it's called The Manual for Life, Your Innate, Free, Internal Mechanism for Growing, Healing, and Evolving. It's a Kindle edition available you know, through uh, Amazon right now. Yeah. yeah. Only $2.99. Good Lord. Yeah, you can I know. The Manual for Life. What a wonderful option uh, for those that want to go further in what you're bringing or introducing folks to on the show today. There's a lot of information on that, a lot of exercises to get through, easy exercises to the harder exercises, and you pick which one is comfortable for you. And if you go to Amazon and just put the Manual for Life by Eli Love, it'll pop right up. There's a picture of it. Wow, beautiful. Let me just see, Super Don. Uh, do you have that in the uh, the notes? I, I missed it if that were the case. I apologize. I'm just scrolling down in the show notes today. It's April. What is it, August 22nd? August it is. 22nd. It's right yeah. below his website. Okay, I see it. 
There it is. Thank you. So we have the link in the show notes, the Manual for Life, uh, and you guys can click on that and uh, definitely uh, plug in and I think become empowered. I mean, that's the thing. When I when I say those six words, the power to heal is yours, that was really, and it is still a reminder for me every time to reinforce something I didn't know growing up. I kind of maybe had a thought about it, but it's like most of the authorities, the authoritarians in medicine said, no, you don't have that power. It's us. You come to us, we'll give you something for it. And and then they admit they don't know why we're sick. And I'm, you know, I'm like taking more of their drugs and doing other things. Like if it was very disempowering. In other words, we grew up and we're disempowered. And for me, it's such an important message to remind myself, much less anybody else who would listen, that, yes, that power has been given to you. The question is, do you know it and then you embrace it and then you practice with it? Because it's not just, you know, oh, I got it. OK, great. It's all good now. You got to put it into into practice. Exactly. The only thing this requires, is, I call it healing for free. The only thing it requires is a little bit of time. And if you don't take the time now to do it, you will be taking the time in the hospital bed when you're in the hospital. 10, 20, 30 years from now, it will catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say uh, on your... Uh, was it related what? to the statement, the power to oh, heal? No, it heart? was uh, that little girl you were talking about, uh, Trent's daughter, about her stress fracture. Oh, yes, yes. I don't know anything about that. And Trent, mm-hmm. that's your business. That she's doing what she's doing. But for me, when I've had a situation like that, instead of focusing on, oh, a stress, stress fracture on my foot, there's something wrong with me. I need to go to the doctor and fix it. I do this work and I go, how did I get that that stress fracture in the first place? And for me, it's like, oh, I was pushing myself too hard in that direction. And you know what? I'm pushing myself too hard in this direction. I'm pushing myself too hard in this direction. And if you have this process, it gives you the experience to get through it. So you don't have to go through the school of hard knocks for years and decades to finally saturate with it. Mm-hmm. You'll saturate with it 20 times faster doing this work on a daily basis than you will having to let life saturate you with it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the it's, it's fascinating that you brought that up because so many people end up, you know, that first injury and they, they linger and it comes back again, another, and it, on and on, they repeat, repeat, repeat. And then they begin to think that they're defective. There's something wrong. As you point out that there may be an emotional issue that you're running from. <laughs> that That's is exactly right. To remind you, Hey, take it slower. Now an athlete doesn't want to hear, take it slower because they're in that mode of, I got to train harder so I can be the champion. Right. And yet if they come to that, realization that there's something else playing itself out and it's manifesting as an injury, which you could argue go, well, look, I don't think it's that complicated. I just ran too hard, too much, too long. I get it. There's sometimes the explanation is that simple, but to your point, Eli, to look at other things in your life, to assess it, to go, Hey, maybe there's something else here. Therefore, if I get that addressed, the physical ailment doesn't have to linger or happen again. Exactly right, because you're finding out the source of what creates that urge to, to do it that way in the first place. And so you remove that and then you're, you're OK. The other thing, Robert, is migrating issues. I had a client come in one time who said, I need to see you because I am just driving too fast. I'm getting tickets and I still drive too fast. Go, what's going on? I go, well, let's do some work on it. So we did some work on it. And that feeling of driving too fast, she connected with smoking. She goes, this is the same feeling of smoking. When I, I smoked in my life and I quit with logic, with mental willpower, I quit smoking. But before I started smoking, I was eating too much and I was way overweight and I mentally made myself uh, lose weight. So she's mentally doing these gym, gymnastics with willpower and the, the issue has not been looked at. So it migrates 
from weight, it migrated to smoking, it migrated to driving too fast. And when she found that connection, we gave her permission to be angry because that's what was connecting her with all three of those issues. And in within weeks, all three of those became non-existent. She goes, I don't have to try not to do those things anymore. I'm just doing those things naturally mm-hmm. in a healing way. She goes, if I'd have known that I could heal this stuff by just getting angry, I'd have done that years ago. <laughs> she was so funny. <laughs> let it process. Let it process. Finding, of course, folks that uh, maybe support and honor that process as opposed to judge it or try to fix it. That's another aspect of uh, interesting. You know, learn to be a healer that you don't have to fix everything. Sometimes you don't have to fix anything. And it may, may be just a matter of listening and allowing something to process and dissipate out. Now you're describing a, a technique to do that on your own in your privacy of your own home or room, which is very valuable. And others feel like I need to go to somebody that will listen. And that's again, another, I guess, method to do it. But what if you can't afford to pay somebody or you don't have a friend or a loved one that can do that? Again, your technique seemingly is a lot more affordable. <laughs> That's right. And the secret that I need to drill into people's heads is don't just start spewing and thinking that you're doing the job. You have to spew until you're absolutely peaceful like the child does. That's the magic ingredient that you're not finding on the Internet anywhere, uh, that you have to take it all the way to the end so that you come out skipping out of the house and you, you don't have a grudge. You go play with the people that hurt you in the first place. People, people don't think that that's possible. Mm-hmm. And live, growing up in Western culture, I can see why. There are some tribes in Africa that do do it this way. Oh, my gosh. There's, there's stories that will just kill you. It's amazing. Well, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My dad was a nurse uh, in the service, and he said, you know what, son? He says, let your body take care of it first, and then if you can't take care of it that way, take some medicine. Um, but uh, he gave me that seed. And it planted, and that's where this comes from. You just let your body take care of it the way it wants to, uh, 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 free-form, unconditional expression, and it will work its way out to the peaceful ending at the end. Like I say, kids gravitate. I've given this to five-year-olds all the way to 90-year-olds, and the kids gravitate toward it real quickly up to about fifth or sixth grade, and then there's more resistance, more resistance the older you get. So the sooner you can do this, the better it is. So for those that are so inclined, it sounds like the best way to reach out to you, having met you for the first time, for those folks that are hearing about what you do, the email, Eli at heal4free.com. Yeah. So E-L-Y at heal, H-E-A-L, four, the number four, free, F-R-E-E dot com. So if it's heal for free, I mean, how are you supporting yourself? How do I support myself? Yeah. Oh, I'm, a, I'm still a musician and I teach lessons. Okay. And uh, we got an Airbnb, and my wife's a very successful hairdresser. Uh, she owns her own business, and uh, uh, and uh, life is good. Well, that's. And let me tell you something, Robert. I would be dead by now. I promise you, I'd be dead by now. Between my 30s and my 40s, is getting worse and worse and worse with physical physical ailments. Mm-hmm. Going to the doctor for this and that. And uh, let me just quickly read a list. This is just the top of the tip of the iceberg. Acne went away, severe allergies went away, lower back pain went away, colon fissures went away, foot skin conditions that doctors all over the world couldn't solve went away, heart palpitations, huge, pins and needles went away, anxiety, anger issues, relationship issues, eating disorders, that's just half the list, uh, that went away spontaneously. I didn't know that that was going to happen. Just one day you wake up and you go, wow, that's Mm. gone. Amazing. That's, that's the gift of this work is you just do the work and the healings just pop up. Well, Eli Love, you are a love. I appreciate you so much for what you're doing and 
Did yeah. a willingness to come on board here to introduce folks to it. And maybe again, if, if you're so inclined, if you feel resonant, you know, energies and frequencies drawing you in, reach out. Maybe it's for yourself. Maybe it's for someone. Hey, maybe I know somebody that really let them hear this show. It will be podcasted out like later today or tomorrow by then, but all, all, all the, uh, the ability to access this information and the links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com today, August 22nd, the first airing of this particular broadcast. So Eli, man, Thanks so much. Now, do you, real quick question before I let you go. Do you have any events where you're out in the public giving talks or lectures or speaking? Uh, I haven't been, uh, and now I'm starting to do this because I'm 70 now, and I'm going, I can't let this work die with me. I need to get into the mainstream. So mm -hmm. anybody out there who can help me get this work out into the mainstream, please email me. In the meantime, anybody who's interested, email me. We'll get you uh, hooked up with a Zoom call. Uh, once a month, I'm doing Zoom calls for anybody interested and also follow-up sessions. Beautiful. Well, Eli, thanks so much. And you're doing great. You, you, you just like that energy coming off. You ain't 70, you know, <laughs> you got that youthfulness uh, just percolating through because of what oh, you, you're living. Thank you. This work saved me for sure. Yeah. All right. Eli Love on the Robert Scott Bell Show for the first time. What a great, great uh, message to share. Very empowering. And it, it aligns very much with what we do here. I appreciate what you're doing and what you're you've uncovered and discovered and revealed. Thank you, Robert. God bless you, too. All right. Eli Love. Check him out. And uh, HealForFree.com, linked up in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. Uh, I do want to get to the issue of music since, I mean, he's a music teacher. And we had that uh, article come out about the banning of certain music, like Queen's Fat Bottom Girls. I want to get to that in a moment. But more importantly is the questions of the day that have come in. We had one more and then another one pop in as well. I think one of them's in the uh, uh, show notes here as I scroll down. Let me see the second one. Do I have that? Am I seeing? Oh, I got to go all the way down. There's a lot going on in the show today there, Super D. This one's from Bill, and it's a. it sounds like a follow-up question. Hi, guys. Thank you for responding to my question concerning magnesium, Dr. Artis, and nicotine. My question is, how do we take nicotine and how much? I'm assuming pill form would be best. I did not take the jab. However, I did have the nasal swab. Thanks, Bill. Well, uh, there's some you know issues, as we've discovered, with the nasal swab, but... Suffice it to say, I don't believe it's the pill form that uh, Brian Artis, Dr. Artis is recommending, but it seems to be that patch. And Super Don, you know about this. I don't remember. Did you ever say you used the patch and trying to I quit did. smoking? I did. Remember, it gave yeah. me crazy dreams. Right. Yeah. And you didn't yeah. like that. But uh, apparently the patch is designed to deliver it in a balanced kind of over time as opposed yeah, to one quick a, hit. You know, a dermal, whatever they call yeah. it, where it goes through the skin and stuff. And Transdermal delivery. Transdermal. Right? Yeah. Is, that, is that over the counter or is it a prescription? It's item, over the, you know? Yeah, it's over the counter, but it's it's expensive. Okay, that's a uh, um, it's not cheap. System. Yeah, seven yeah. milligram patch. But again, if you follow along with Dr. Artis's logic in this, that it, it's not a long term issue. It's it, it maybe a short burst, a couple of weeks, is my understanding. We'll get Dr. Artis back on. And of course, there's the Healing for the Ages conference coming up that you can go to or you can watch online. We have a VIP promo code Bell B E L L to get ten dollars off, and you can just click on that banner to register for that event. It's September eighth and 9th. Uh, and uh, I think in is it Dallas where he is closer to where he is my memory of where he's hosting it. it's it's in what the healing for the ages yes the healing for the ages it's an online event oh it's only online. I think there's a limited number of you can be in person though but that's my memory of it from talking well, to Dr. It's Artis. in the show notes let's okay. go look let's go look here okay if we click on the thing here 
It's live. Yeah, it's live uh, September 8th and 9th at the beautiful Hilton Granite Park in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, so there's a limited number of, of, of you can be in person for that event. And then mo- many people will watch it online. Regardless, you can get the $10 off uh, with the bell, B-E-L-L, the VIP yeah. promo code bell, B-E-L-L for, yeah, my last name, bell. You got it. You can do that. That's your so, last name? Uh, I, yes, you've heard about it, maybe. It used to be Belitsky before the Statue of Liberty. It was cut off there from the, the my ancestors. Uh, now, I want to add one in, into the mix, and I think I sent you this link um, because there's another option for you, uh, Bill, if you want to try it. And it's not using the patch. It's using homeopathic nicotine, which is known as nicotinum. And there are various forms. There are liquid forms, pellet forms. That's homeopathy. My first inclination is to go with what we call a low potency or low attenuation. At 6x, that's one part per million. But it is energized. It is potentized. It is uh, prepared in a homeopathic manner. So it also has an energetic component beyond the measurable amount of nicotine at one part per million that you could take, for instance, at 6x. And you could take that on a daily basis. You could take it three times a day, multiple times a day. You're not going to overdose on nicotine. No issue there at all. And as I've said, nicotine is not the in, in, even the, the addictive part of, of a cigarette. That's uh, you know another discussion for another day or another time. But homeopathic nicotinum, you can look up. I'm not in – everybody is supposed to make it the same way according to the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States, HPUS ingredients. If you're around the world in Canada or elsewhere – they should make the homeopathic nicotine the same way everywhere. So if you can get that, that's just my first inclination recommendation. You might have an intuition about it or a muscle test to say, oh, no, I need a, a 30X or a 30C or a 200C, whatever. I'm just giving you my homeopathic experience and sharing it with you as another option. That if you don't want to get the patch or if the patch is unaffordable to you, try something like nicotinum at a 6X and uh, get back to me on that. Just to uh, give you another option there. So thanks, Super D, for linking that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have time to talk about the, uh, oh, we have another question of the day that came in too. Is that what you got there? Uh, yeah. The one that you sent me. Yes. This is this one we could do in real time. Cause this came into the website just moments ago, I think from Joan. All right. So maybe she's watching the show right now. Uh, she says, do you have any suggestions for dealing with a very recent extraction Wednesday of a jaw tooth? Uh, Hopefully, by the time you answer this, the procedure will be well on its way of being over. Any recommendations for pain, swelling, et cetera? This is an old root canal tooth. Glad to get it out. I'm learning the importance of uh, quality dental care in old age, biological dentistry. Your prayers would also be appreciated. Thank you, Joan. Joan, yes, we'll send you prayers for recovery as well. Um, first and foremost, any type of dental uh, procedure extraction, re- I think it requires, it should be mandatory, not that I'm into mandating things, but Arnica, Montana or a formula that addresses a lot of the trauma associated with any kind of dental work. Uh, Arnica, Hypericum, St. John's Wharton homeopathic form, uh, trauma injury type remedy remedies. You can even use uh, Bach flower essences for these things too, rescue remedy and such. But Arnica is you know, number one to address pain, swelling, inflammation immediately from the injury associated with it. Now, coming out of that, they'll often, of course, this is what my son's experienced with his uh, wisdom teeth removal years ago. They gave him, of course, the Novocaine or the, the Carbocaine, whatever the variation was. A biological dentist did that to be able to pull those things out. And then they usually send you home with a prescription for Tylenol or, or ibuprofen or whatever. But he didn't take any of that. And he did what? CBD? Like we have the hemp CBD, like from, uh, this is uh, from Nutritional uh, Frontiers, cbdnf.com. 
or and or Kratom. Kratom you can get. We have a link to, to John Bush and uh, his Kratom. You can get if you can try it out for, for half price free, almost like try it out. But Kratom is an amazing uh, uh, pain management tool that's botanical, non-toxic, non-addictive, even though it addresses apparently uh, some of the, the receptors associated with uh, uh, the opiate receptors, but it doesn't cause a shutdown of breathing if you took too much. That's important. We talked about that ketamine issue the other day with the doctor. Uh, um, what was that? Two days ago or yesterday? That was pretty cool too. But I would say between CBD and Kratom, he was able to suffer through a little bit of discomfort, but he never even had to resort to the ibuprofen. Not saying that there wasn't some discomfort, but the point is he was able to navigate it without any liver or kidney or intestinal damaging over-the-counter non-steroidal drugs, for instance. So there's my recommendation initially for you as you recover. Utilize the silver and the copper locally to help regenerate tissue, help protect you from any infection, potentially post-operative infection. You can use the silver hydrosol, the sovereign silver, sovereign copper, and or Argentin 23 locally, and that'll get you through it much more rapidly, much more rapidly. So hopefully that's helpful for you. And finally, did they really ban Queen's fat bottom girls? Well, I saw that a lot of people are covering this story and, and leave it to Super Don to go a little deeper. Apparently this is specific to uh, like a, I don't know if it's an app or a device that's, you know, children's music or music of the seventies and eighties. That's appropriate for kids. Did they, did they censor it because they thought fat bottom girls might not be appropriate for kids to hear? It's not that simple. Oh. You actually have to read, read the details here. Mm -hmm. um, there's this, this device that is uh, made for kids and it's like a box. It's uh -huh. kind of cool. Really? And they, you know, they can use it like as an alarm clock to wake up up in the morning. They have these like cards, just like these digital cards that you put in there and it'll read you a book, like mm -hmm. a kid's book or it'll play kid's music or, or whatever. Um, now, I think it's, I don't know. Um, I think it's kind of cool mm -hmm. that they are uh, taking the, the music that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. and and letting the kids hear it or the kids would even be interested in some of this classic rocket stuff but since this is geared towards children mm -hmm. there was a decision a business decision that was made yeah. that perhaps the song fat bottomed girls by queen would not really be all that appropriate you know you probably don't want your six or seven year old kid running around the house singing fat bottom girls <laughs> so you know, I understand that. I, and I don't disagree. I understand that in that context, I would go, yeah, yeah you know, I would, I want Riley running around fat bottom girls that makes the rocking world go round. No, I, no, I she probably was such a naughty nanny. Absolutely. Right? Like, so yeah, so I get it. I get yeah. it. Now there's a lot of people that are upset about that. I think they're upset for the wrong reason. Hmm. Uh, I, I think it's appropriate to not have that song be something that you're pushing on kids. Uh, but I think uh, it's ironic. Yeah that there are people that are going, oh, that's inappropriate for little kids. But those, those same people may be uh, given a free pass to drag queen story hour at the, at the library. Right. Right? Yeah, there's some hypocrisy there potentially, yeah. If it's coming from uh, the political left where they want to censor maybe uh, fat bottom girls for kids, but not drag queens and drew strings reading at the library. I mean, yeah, that is weird. I, I don't know all the details about it, but I appreciate you reading deeper into it as well. Um, that's what you do, Super Don. That's what you do. So, folks, I think we're out of time for the uh, official Robert Shab Bell Show, but we got a bonus round coming up if you want to stick around. 60 seconds for those of you listening and watching live. A mere 
blip. Rumor has it yes. that uh, I have located the phone numbers Ooh. for the apricot winners. We might try to call somebody live. I on think the air. I might just for fun. Okay. Hopefully not upset anybody. Yeah. Uh, give give one of these winners a phone call here in the bonus round, and we'll, we'll let them know that they won. Because nobody's contacted me saying, hey, where's my apricots? Where so, are my apricots? And I want to yeah. send them out. They're freeze-dried and ready for you. That's right. Anyway, all right, with that, let's take a pause. Thank you to uh, Eli Love, and uh, thank you to our, our first-hour guest for the first time on board, Victor Avila. Good show today, Super Don. Thank you to Kevin Tuttle, our buddy, for getting uh, those folks lined up as well. Appreciate you so much. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. All right. Bonus round commences now. Uh, You have the ability, and we don't do this often, but to take calls live on the air or to make calls live on the air. The question is, Super D, when you call them, you might want to let them know that they're live on the air. Is that okay? Well, yeah, I think think what I would do is is I I live a little dangerously sometimes. So (laughs) what what I probably will do is we will call them. Mm -hmm. And then when they answer the phone, I'll say who this is. uh, Is it okay if if we we, we get you you on the air? Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if they say no, then I'll take them off. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that most of the people that did this probably are going to be good sports. They'll be okay. By the way, the, the, most of the kids that listen to Fat Bottom Girls, they probably don't sing all the songs other than Fat Bottom Girls, that statement, but they don't know w- what that song is about. And so it's kind of innocent for them until one day they grow up and go, oh, that's what that song was yeah, about. Yeah, but you can also, listen, having had kids and now grandkids, mm-hmm. um, you know they have a, t- a tendency to repeat stuff that they that they listen to. Sure. So that could be somewhat awkward, embarrassing, or awkward. You know, you're in the middle of church or something, and you know <laughs> your your kids, uh, you know, start singing "Fat Bottom Girls" or something. So yeah, you know, I mean, listen, by our standards, growing up, you know, in the '80s, mm-hmm. you know, it was like whatever. It was not that big of a deal. It wasn't like we turned into you know uh, prostitutes or. Or, or axe murderers because, you know, we listen to fat bottom girls, you know. Right. But, it, you know, it's a little bit more of a, you know, an adult oriented theme. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can understand, again, the the what happened was Queen, I guess, made some agreement with this this manufacturer of this ch- uh, children's device. Yeah. Uh, and, and since it was for children, they made it an executive decision that, listen, we're going to drop this from our greatest hits album. Right. Um, just because we just think maybe it's not really appropriate or something like that. And, and some people jump, they, they, you know, they jump, right. oh, you're canceling, you know, you're Dude, being woke, we, right? Uh, Listen, there's a lot of wokeness out there. Yeah. This, ah, I think you're, I think you're stretching it uh, yeah. to try and, and jump on the woke uh, thing with this decision because I don't necessarily disagree with it. How conscious of you were lyrics when you were a kid? You know, I, again, I remember growing up in the 70s and 80s and hearing all the rock music and it didn't, I didn't even think about the words, even if we knew the words. It was sort of like, it, it just kind of went over our heads, a lot of it. Dude, I didn't really pay attention to lyrics until I got much older. Mm-hmm. My wife is actually very much into the lyrics of music. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, it was superficial. You just kind of, da 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 I was more yeah. into the music than I was the lyrics. You and me both. That was, yeah, I didn't know. Till but, later, and you're like, oh, that's what they're talking about? Okay. Like I said, um, How do I, 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 don't necessarily, I don't necessarily disagree. Mm-hmm with this does it doesn't mean i'm woke oh fuddy it just you know i i get it mm-hmm. i get it because listen you can't have it both ways you can't say oh well having somebody a drag queen 
mm-hmm. uh, dancing in front of your kid is is oh that's terrible because that's adultish mm-hmm. or you know but not look at like you know a young child singing the lyrics to a song about women with big butts. I mean, yeah. it's like you know. I Teaching mean, the ways of the world is it? What, is one worse than the other? I'm not saying they're equal. Yeah, but I'm just saying both of them are probably more for older kids. Yeah. So actually, that's not exactly true. I think none of, I, you, you can take the drag queen thing, and I just that's just yeah. not my jam. That's just, but that's just right out. That's an adult decision. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, well, anyway, you want to try that phone call? Uh, do I need to talk in the meantime okay. while you're doing? Well, that, no, or? no, no, no. This is going to be in real time here. So, so okay. let's make a decision here. Okay. Um, who won the grand prize? That was Erica. Do you want to try Erica? Want to try Erica first? Well, grand prize winner. She was the one that we voted on was the 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 best of the best of the calls. Maybe you can play her call again. You know what? I'm not I'm not set, not up, set to up to do that. Do that? Okay. All right. Uh, at the moment, no. Okay. I should have been. Now oh, that I think about it, but I'm slacker. I know. You're not I doing suck. anything. All right. So let's let's see what happens here. You don't suck. All right. Sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to do her number. Uh, got to read my own writing. Whoops. By the way, belated happy birthday to Ron Paul. I think he turned 88 recently, within the last few days. He's still kicking, isn't he? Yeah, he's a man. He's you know an athlete in his own right, and uh, that's part of it. Stan Young is keep keep moving, keep dancing, keep biking, keep jogging, keep boxing whatever you do swimming whatever it is all right so let me get this ready to uh take her off here in case i need to all right here we go mm-hmm. call on erica let me ask her about her car insurance okay it's like it's a- okay <clears throat> one ringy dingy said that was that two ringy dingy i have a yeah. vague memory of that from childhood oh i can't remember her name Lily Tomlin. Was Lily Tomlinson. On or, laughing or, or Tomlin, yeah. Yeah. That's right. To an automatic voice message <sighs> system. Okay, well, that didn't Erica work. Erica Keith All right, well, we'll, not we'll, uh, At the tone, we'll leave her message. Please you record message? your message. Yeah, okay. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press mm-hmm. 1 for more options. Hey, Erica, this is uh, Super Don on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I'm here with Robert. RSB is here. Yeah, and we're giving you a call because you entered our our great apricot giveaway contest <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and we did the drawing. And uh, I just want to inform you: you actually won the grand prize. <laughs> and so we were giving you a call here. We uh, we're going to get you on the air and and make it uh, uh, nervous and, and no. embarrass you. No, well, no, we, we, we wanted to celebrate to, you. Yeah, we want to send you the apricots, and we don't know where. We're not going to give your address away on the air, but just we still need it. So, so give me, do me a favor, give me a call uh, back at the same number eight six six nine three nine two three five five. That's our number that you called to uh, enter the contest and leave your shipping address. Yep, and we'll uh, get those sent out to you. So, congratulations. Thanks, Erica. All right. Do you want to try to get somebody on live, or do you want to call it a day? Yeah, we can try another one here. Okay. Um, Your call on the next one. I don't know. Let's see. Should we call Chris? Chris Lavoy. 
Oh, yeah, Chris is great. And if Lourdes and Chris are available. We could also call DJ Katie. Or what Katie, was funny so. about Chris and L- L- Lourdes, they, they each entered. They both they called. Du- yeah, doubled, all right. So let's try, let's try Chris. They uh, doubled their uh, potential for winning, and they did. They won. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty smart. That's like, you know, the smart married couple, if there ever was one, they are, they are that. Can't read my own writing. Okay. This should be... All right. Don't press the sound effect because he won't understand that unless he's been watching today. <laughs> What's with people not answering their phones? Well, everybody's working and busy during the day. I mean, you know, we're working and busy. Everybody can just be ready to answer the pick of the phone when you call them. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice mm. messaging system. Eight. Uh, no, we're not going to do the number here. No, yeah, we don't want to give that away. Eight. So thanks for stopping that. Nine. That you got to pull it off. Available. There we go. Okay. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. I think he's trying uh, to call you back. You know what? Yeah, that's actually. I think that's that's Erica trying to call us back. Chris, Chris of Lourdes and Chris. Mr. Lavoy, uh, we are calling you because uh, you entered our apricot contest and uh, you won. Although, you know, I think we're only going to give you half a prize uh, <laughs> because we noticed that both you and Lourdes called in. And, and I don't know. I don't know if I should be yeah, impressed by that. or discount that. I think he gets no, the prize. No, I suppose. That I was suppose. pretty nifty what they so did. So anyway, we were going to call you. We're, we're live on the air right now. Uh, we were going to surprise you, uh, but you, you're, you're busy apparently. So <laughs> anyway, we just need your shipping address. So if you want to uh, give us a call back at that same number that you called, that 866-939-2355, uh, and leave us the shipping address, we'll get those shipped out to you. Nice, Chris. See you at the Cancer Control Society's. 48th annual convention with you and Lourdes there. That'll be awesome. Okay, now Erica tried calling me back, so let's call her. Whoops. Okay. Nope, 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 nope. You're having too much fun here, Super D. All right, here we go. Connection to the uh, why not the, the roadcaster board is pretty amazing. I mean, if people are bored with this, I'll stop doing it. <laughs> All right, so let's try it again here. Erica. All right. Hello? Uh, hi, is this Erica? Yes, this er- is Erica. Erica, this is Super Don with the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hi, Super Don. Hi. Would you mind if we get you on the air right now? Um, no, that'd be okay. Kind of nervous. But- Good, because you're already on the air. So, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. He wanted, and- <laughs> he wanted you to be nervous. He's like, hopefully we can make her nervous. So, oh, well, I mean, I could have. Okay, well, you did. <laughs> I, I could have taken you out there if you wanted me to. But in any case, we wanted to give you a call because, you know, you, you called and you entered the uh, contest that we had a couple yes. weeks ago. For the apricots, yes. and you made and, the best, uh, best endorsement ever. So we like selected you the grand prize winner. We loved your call, oh, well, and thank so you, you won. So much. You won the grand prize. So Robert's going to ship you an entire apricot tree. No, not the whole tree. That's I can't. Oh, do that. oh no. <laughs> I need a, a few okay. yes trucks for so, that. So yeah, no, but again, good. thank you very much for listening to the show. We appreciate your support, and uh, I love the fact that not only did you call and enter the contest, but then you called a couple days later mm-hmm. because you forgot to say why it is that you listen yes. to the Robert Scott Bell Show. So you went <laughs> right. the extra mile 
to make sure that you entered correctly, and we were very impressed with that. So you're you're going to win a bag of Robert's apricots. And Robert, what else are you going to throw in there uh, since you won the grand prize? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I've got some other things I'll just surprise her with because I appreciate just so a, much that just a grab bag of stuff. The enthusiasm that with which you uh, expressed your your appreciation for this show for what we do. So, Erica, I, that was great. I am. I'm so thankful. I learned so much from you, and I love all, hearing all the different doctors and just the information that you bring forward and a lot of health. I've learned so many health principles from you and good products that I've used. And so I'm just really thankful. So, and thank you for the apricot seeds. Do you, do you like it when Super Don yells at me? <laughs> I really like the whole show. I like that it's <laughs> dynamic. So I don't want to say I like it that he yells at you, but I like the <laughs> Well, that the is part of the of dynamic. The yes. <laughs> yes, yes. That is. So can I, can I ask you, how did you find out about the show? I found out about you all from um, when the Bollingers did one of their conferences at the beginning of this whole mess. Mm-hmm. I watched that, the conference they did in Nashville that they tried to push through and they finally got it going. So I watched a lot of, I think that's where I learned about Robert Scott Bell. All right. And do you watch Do you watch or do you listen? I listen. You're, on you're, podcast. you're a podcast listener. Awesome. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Excellent. Do you have any, any Can I cons- ask Go a ahead. question real quick about your tree? Yeah. How many tree, apricot trees, do you have? Because I hear you talk about them a lot. Because I planted two last spring. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just wondering how many. Like, are you getting all these apricots? Do you have like yeah, 10 we, trees, 20 trees? I just had some people over ask that question, and, and I took them back to the one tree I have. Like, one tree gave you all of that? Yes. It's about a 20, oh, wow. to 20, 20, 20 foot tall, I would say, and pretty wide. But when it's prolific, it's prolific. And we've had three out of four years of prolific apricots. Last year, we had a, a late freeze, and it, it didn't give us any. But, boy, it made up for it this year. So, for wow, us, one awesome. tree. There okay. are others in the vicinity, so I know that there's cross pollination going on as well. But it, mm-hmm. this tree mm-hmm. produces, and uh, I'm not going to send you the seeds. I mean, you can get that from rncstore.com, uh, Richardson uh, Nutritional right. Center. But uh, yes. I'm going to send yeah, you the I've actual that. fruit that's freeze dried, uh, and it is amazing. Great. It is so good. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, you keep on listening. And if you ever have any uh, questions or comments, you can use that same number. You can always leave them. Leave, leave us a message. Well, definitely leave us okay, the message of I how will. to send it or where to oh, send yeah, it. Oh, yeah. We do need your shipping address. So that, the, we don't well, do that now. Do so, yeah. but do I did actually just leave a voicemail with that. Oh, you did? I can stay online and leave it to you again, but I okay. no just worries. left the voicemail. Okay. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Appreciate it. Thanks, Erica. Okay. All right. You All have right. A good day. Thank you so much. See you later. You too. Bye bye. Well, that was awesome. All right. How was she? She was total good sport being on the air, even though she was nervous. She did great. Yeah. All right. So we got Erica. I left a message for Chris. Mm-hmm. All right. So at least one, two, three, four more people. Maybe we'll maybe we'll call, call, call a couple more tomorrow in the bonus bonus type. Okay. Uh, Stephen put something on the language. I like this. This is really helpful for me because you know I keep bringing up the the term unveed you know, as opposed to veed, right? And I say, how do you undo that? You've done it. You're not on, you're not, right? And he brings up this point, kind of like, uh, let's see, uh, where did did I drop it in for, uh, it was in, oh, it's it's on our website, uh, the Robert Scott Bell Show website, um, chat room. Uh, English can be weird. He says, you could say that undone means not done, like 
unaltered means not altered. So there is precedence for using the UN word to not meaning it was done and now it's undone, but not, not done. So again, that's also the flexibility of the English language, I guess you could say. So I got to, I got to give some leeway. It is my native tongue, if you will, American English, and it is flexible and I create words all the time. So to your point, maybe I should lighten up on the unveed word and let it, let it ride, let it ride. So appreciate that. As he points out, we, we park in driveways and drive on parkways. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So very good. Oh, DJ Katie's out there. Did we get her address? Because she was also one of the winners of uh, the apricots. Uh, we did. Does, should, should we give her a call? I don't know. She's in the Is audience right now. Yeah. Um, she says there are many songs from the 80s that weren't quite appropriate for children. Uh, for instance, Roxanne by the police. Roxanne. What, was wrong with, what was wrong with Roxanne? What was that about? You don't have to turn on the red light. That's the red light district. Yeah. I guess Roxanne was a, uh, a lady of the night. You don't have to sell your body. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. All right. Yeah. Right. Prostitution song. Not probably not appropriate for kids. <laughs> right. Hmm. Uh, so she's out there. Should we give her a call since she's listening? Well, only I'd say this. I mean, the thing is, we need to have shipping addresses so I can get the stuff sent out. Uh, the fortunately, yeah. apricots are not going to go bad because they're freeze dried. So what does uh, that have to do with whether we should call her or not? Uh, really, producer. You you decide. Put that on me. Not gonna be a surprise because she's listening right now. So if she hears the phone <laughs> ring, she knows. Hello. Uh, DJ Katie Organic. Yeah, that's me. How you doing, Don? I I'm doing good. Is it okay if we got you on the air? Yeah, you're fine. I've been watching. My husband and Mark is sitting here too. We're we're both here. It's All right, too late. you're already on the air. <laughs> Say hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> hey, Mark. <laughs> so, do we have uh, the the shipping address so we can get you some apricots? You should have had it before when I won that beautiful blue T-shirt with the really pretty colors that your friend made. Oh boy! Oh yeah, but we can't remember, remember that. We always say that's three hundred and fifty million emails ago. No. Yeah. So we and then there were again. then there were several other there were several other things too that were um that were um I had won in the when we had the um at the end of the month thing. Yeah, I feel like you're like on the on the RSB show welfare program. You get so much stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had any in a while. I haven't been able to make the meeting. I'm always at a farmer's market. Well, you know, this Saturday coming up is the next one. If you're around, I know you farmer's markets happen on yeah. Saturday. But even if you can dial in for a little bit from your phone to just say hello and show us what you're doing. We love that. Yeah, yeah well, we're actually off for a few weeks because it's so hot here in Florida, you know, so they're all okay. kind of taking a break until September now. Okay, perfect. Well, the 26th, uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, next Zoom AMA. I, and Super Don, I got to remind myself, or you help me, to make the invitation so you can put it up for yep. our patron supporters. Yep. So I'll get yeah. that posted. Yeah. So listen, okay. we, we love, right. we love you. We appreciate your support in so many ways. Thank we you. love your and music. Yeah, did you want me to call back and leave? Did you want me to call or back can, and leave it again? Shoot, you have my email address, right? Yeah, I should. Yeah. Ask at, RSB, right? Yeah, at gmail.com. Just shoot it to me in an email. Okay. And we'll, All right, uh, I will. We'll get that shipped out to you. So thank you so much. Take thank the, you. Have a great night. All right, you too. To see Kansas this Friday. Again. Lucky you. I'm so I jealous. I would have wanted to see um, the other one that you saw, Foreigner, Foreigner. my first concert. <laughs> Dude, I, as I said on the air, I was blown away. I did not expect them to be that good. 
and uh, they brought the musicianship, the vocals, everything. It was really a great show. They had a great light stage show as well. Um, as I said, Loverboy was a little bit less than stellar, but I had seen them, you know, in the 80s, yeah. so I've got hard to compare. But uh, otherwise, the show was great. The kids enjoyed it. We had a great time. Yeah, I saw Loverboy, too. That was in 1983 summer, but uh, I'm sure they're not the same. <laughs> no, no, struggling. But I give them props for trying. I mean, you know, they've been through it. <laughs> You know, I saw I saw a video of him singing uh, uh, "Turn Turn Me Loose." Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he still sounds good. Yeah, he was doing weird things with the microphone, though. Every it's time because, he would hold it, he would turn it. Yeah, away. well, that's 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 a professional thing because he has to, he belts it out so loud that he hold he moves the microphone yeah, but away. It looked more spasmatic and spasmodic <laughs> than it was. Well, now, it was but. it was those jalapeno nachos that he had right before the the. Uh, Maybe that was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Mario, Mario Mario Speedwagon was the best one I ever saw again after like thirty years later, and oh, they were God. just as good. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know They're Kevin great. would like to see REO Speedwagon because he doesn't like yes like I do. So I said, yeah, and that's it. their main guy, Kevin, is his the lead singer, right? And he's he was still skinny and amazing and jumping up and down. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like mm-hmm. I mentioned Tommy Shaw from Sticks, who hasn't lost a step oh, yeah. over these years. He's still got the voice. Uh, James Young with Sticks yeah. has lost that ability to go high, uh, and yet he tried. Yeah. But uh, uh, Tommy Shaw, I still mm-hmm. see Sticks for that. We saw Tommy Shaw. He was great, even later on. Yeah. Yep. Well, I love talking music with you, Katie. It's so much fun. And I love your All right, I got to go, too. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on board and being a great, great sport and, and chiming in on the contest and winning. All right. Thanks. All right. All right. See you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. Well, that was fun. So we at least get right. two, two addresses. We've confirmed. got two out of yeah. three. We'll see if Chris calls and, and leaves his stuff. So we'll we'll call some more tomorrow. Okay. We'll see if we can do that. All right. Well, good show today. Once again, thank you all for being here. And uh, look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. God willing, less than 22 hours from now. Oh, so you're done. Huh? That's your cue. Unless you got more. If you got more, I'm, I'm here. Um, no, I'm good. Hey, what I do we have going on tomorrow? Just real quick. Okay. Let's check out the calendar. Two. Looks like Sheila Holm on uh, the first hour of the show. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. So that means we've got... Uh, we don't have Ty. I don't think we have Ty Bollinger tomorrow in hour two. No, but we got Sheila home in the first so hour. So we'll do we'll do news of the day. Actually, that'll that'll be perfect because it'll give us a time to make some phone calls tomorrow, maybe during the show. Yeah, so and Thursday we've got James Lyons Weiler, Doctor Jack uh, from right. IPAC, and you guys got. Uh, I don't know if that twenty five percent off deal goes till the Friday Friday or not. I can't remember, but you guys were going to hear about some really cool program offerings from IPAC. Uh, and I think Jack's going to bring on a, another guest, Brad, for uh, one of the discussion points on, on one of the course offerings they have. But check it out. It's amazing what they got. Another great way to learn the stuff we didn't learn correctly back in the day. IPAC-EDU.org. Check it out. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us and keeping us company. Hopefully we made some sense and kept you entertained and informed. We will be back tomorrow.